The following is a presentation of Team Glory Sports. This is Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champions, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Today's game is being brought to you by Conditioned Air Systems, Riverside Pharmacy, King Green, and by the Gainesville Gold Diggers. Now, live from Ivy Watson Field, here's Mike Wofford. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ivy Watson. After a 11-game win streak, the Gold Diggers wind up losing one last night, a heartbreaker, 4-3 to to Alpharetta. Try to get going on another win streak tonight as they face the same aviators, along with Vic Moslia. This is Joe Gailey, Nathan Laddie back in the studio producing tonight, wishing the Mike is off this evening and celebrating his dad's birthday. And happy birthday to Mr. W.H. Walford. Hope you enjoy your afternoon with the family, sir. We are here live, Vic, from Ivy Watson Field, trying to get the Gold Diggers back on the winning track. Yeah, interesting loss last night. I uh, haven't seen that in a while from this Gold Diggers team that's been showing pure dominance as of late from pitching to hitting and everything in between, really. And yesterday was just kind of a little bit of a hiccup. Well, it's one of those games last night that uh, that they, they gave up the run there in the first inning, you know, by, via an error. Uh, walk, two stolen bases an error. So that run hurt them late in the game, obviously, and then came back and got the lead, and it was tied up, and then wound up losing it 4-3. to three. You know, the pitchers, again, another dominating performance by Coach Chris Carpenter's pitching crew. They struck out 15 aviators last night, and uh, really did a nice job from that aspect. Only gave up, I think it was eight hits, nine hits, and so you know, they, they did really good on that. They out-hit the aviators, just could not uh, get the hit when they needed. Left the bases loaded twice last night. Uh, did the gold diggers and that hurt them a lot obviously uh during during the latter half of the game yeah and it was really the top half of the order for the aviators to kind of be the catalyst for the win last night um carlson had two hits rick heim had one base hit and you know he's such a threat when stealing bases so you Mm -hmm. get him on you give him around next thing you know you got him at second and third base with nobody out and that's what the gold diggers gold diggers need to watch today is just to uh, limit guys on base especially rick Hunt. exactly and we've got uh, jonah walters on the hill today uh, the big right hander from up in concord new hampshire is on the hill he was sitting up here with us uh, the other night we were chatting a good bit and he's uh, he's ready to go tonight he's looking forward to it and hopefully he'll have a good luck tonight he's only pitched in nine innings this season got an era of around five so he's looking to bring that on down and and uh, the good thing is uh, for the most part the pitchers for Gainesville have been pitching deep you know four five six innings which is really good I mean they love for those pitchers to go deeper so they won't have to go to the pen so much uh, especially when they have three three games in a row like they did this week and next week is, is nothing really different you've got four games in the six days Monday Wednesday Friday Saturday and the same thing the next week so it's uh, it's a tough game tough battle They've got seven out after today. Seven of their next eight games are on the road, so they definitely need to get back on the win streak. Yeah, it's definitely nice playing here at your own home ballpark. So a long travel for these uh, this Gainesville team. We'll see how they handle it. Last game at home, though, you got to come out of here with a W, start a new win streak, especially going on the road. Um, just try to salvage this series. Exactly. So we'll try to get back on the winning track tonight. We'll be back in uh, two minutes and uh, talk a little bit more and get the starting lineups. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your AC dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? 
Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. An essential part of the community, you can count on Riverside Pharmacy to be able to help take care of your health care needs. Your neighborhood pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy are experts in their field, and they are always here to take care of all of your prescription needs. If you're sheltered in, they'll deliver your prescription to you. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Charlie King from King Green back with us, and we're talking about making sure your lawn has grass in it, but not weeds. How do we do that? Call King Green. Right now, most lawns have some weeds. We've had a lot of rain. The weeds are growing. King Green has the right system and the right products to get those weeds out of your lawn, get it healthy, get it green. Get it moving for the year. Yeah, you can do post and pre-emergent, right? Absolutely. Yeah, check them out. King Green Online, kinggreen.com. On the phone, 770-536-7611. Call them today. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sun Belt League Baseball action as they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sun Belt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sun Belt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson Field, you are uh, listening to Sunbelt League Baseball, Gainesville Gold Diggers versus the Alpharetta Aviators this evening. And, Nick, you uh, you had a couple of games earlier this week. You went down and had the uh, Atlanta Blues, I believe you said, earlier, uh, down in the Panthersville Stadium, and that was that pretty decent little uh, two-game set for you? Yeah, I had Blues versus uh Bucks and it was a great series. A double header on Wednesday. Uh, two very good games. The uh, Bucks did sweep. So, uh, but it was good getting down there and seeing some uh, new scenery. I've been to Georgia State. It was my first game actually, way back in the beginning of June. So it was good to get back down there, um, see some other ball clubs. But back up here in Gainesville and excited to see this Aviators club who has been struggling as of late. But yesterday was. Um, a different story altogether facing a really good Gainesville team, and they came out with the victory and looking to sweep. Exactly right. They're, uh, they're improved to 6-12 and 12 last night. The Gainesville fell to 16-3. and three. They are now tied for the lead in the league with the Columbus Chattahoots. Chattahoots won their game last night, and, uh, you know, depending on how the outcome tonight, they still probably will be tied, and uh, we'll go from there. They've got the uh, um, opportunity, I think, tonight to go 17-3. and three. And then uh, go on the road next week. They'll have the Blues on Monday and Wednesday on the road. And then, as I said earlier, go to Columbus next Friday and Saturday. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Umpires tonight are Rusty Griffin, Patrick Gentry, and Peter Gabriel. And uh, those will be our three umpires. I know the last couple of nights have been really, really warm here. Uh, The sun is just now going behind some clouds, and that helps us a good bit. Uh, when it does that because it knocks the sun down, the temperature down. A little while ago I checked it about 15 minutes ago and we were up around 90 with the heat index around 93. So anything will help on that for sure. And, it, boy, it is sure is humid too. So even though the sun's going down, it's still really, really hot. But thankfully that it is, uh, we won't get 
uh, too many of those sunbeams are away, but still really oh. hot, especially down on the field and, and humid. So we'll see how that affects the ball because we know the hot weather, or the sun at least, makes the ball travel, but the humid, mm -hmm. like the thick clouds. So I wonder how the ball will travel here in Gainesville. We didn't have any last night by the Gainesville team. We had a couple of shots out at the center field. They didn't care. We had two or three doubles. We had a triple by Corey Collins uh, from Gainesville and uh, got stranded at third, unfortunately, after that triple. But, you know, they hit the ball hard last night, but it was either up against the fence or right at somebody, unfortunately, for the Gold Diggers last evening. Branton Prince will lead it off for the Gold Diggers tonight, trying to get back on track. He was one of five last night, so you know he wants to uh, redeem himself, if you will, and get back out there and uh, get going tonight for the Gold Diggers for sure. The uh, As the coaches and the umpires meet out there at home plate, we'll be uh, getting ready here in just a few minutes and uh, have some live baseball for you. If you, Nick, if you want to go ahead and give the lineups, we'll have that part done um, before we get started here too much. And I think after they do go over the ground rules or finish up, then, then our PA announcer, Jerry Cawley, will announce the lineups if you want to go ahead and give them. And then we'll be in good shape ahead of schedule. That's a good thing. All righty, Joe, starting with the visiting Alpharetta Aviators. They'll lead it off like usual, Jack Rickheim. He'll play second base. Following him will be Kyle Carlson playing third base. In the three-hole, we will Fincher. He'll be roaming around in center field. In the cleanup spot, Tanner Patterson will play first base. In right field, batting fifth is Harris Salata. The shortstop is Carson Kurse. He's in the sixth hole. Batting seventh, and the extra hitter is Bryant Rooms. The eighth hitter is Luke Carroll. He'll be behind the plate. Hitting ninth, the left fielder, Justin Isaacson. And finally rounding out the order for the Aviators will be the extra hitter, Hall Middleton, batting 10th. That's all behind their starting right-handed pitcher, Jake Webb. And for the homestanding Gainesville Gold Diggers, they'll start it with Brandon Prince playing left field. Then it's Matt Rose at second base, followed by Jeremiah Boyd playing catcher. In the cleanup spot, Corey Collins is the extra hitter, batting 5th and playing 3rd base is David Lewis. Riley Stanford will hit 6th and play 1st base. The extra hitter, Cale Strickland, in the 7th hole. And the 8th batter, Cameron Gurdy, he'll play shortstop. Brady McDevitt in right field, batting ninth. Theo Bryant will round out the order for Gainesville, playing center field. That's all behind their starting right-handed pitcher, Jonah Walker. Joe, on to you. They've got, uh, as they start, they'll start announcing the starting lineups. Our PA announcer, Jerry Cawley, will... Announce those for us. The uh, starting pitchers, as Nick mentioned, Jack Webb for the Aviators and Jonah Wachter for the Gold Diggers. For Wachter, he's pitched uh, in two games, started two games, pitched in nine total innings, giving up 13 hits, five runs, five all five of them earned. He struck out three, walked none, and he's 1-0 on the season, and his ERA is 5.0. So, he looks to up that uh, strikeout total tonight in just a three, and hopefully he can get rocking and rolling like the last couple of guys have on starting nights and get a six or eight before he has to come out, or maybe he can go longer. Who knows tonight? So I know Jonah wants to go for a while tonight, that's for sure. Uh, he's a Concord, New Hampshire native, and he plays his college ball at Tulane. I was joking with him a little bit the other night. I said, so you're on one end of the country and play ball on the other end of the country pretty much from north to south. And, and he said, yeah, he said, but I love it. He said, from being from home up in uh, New Hampshire, he is uh, uh, he gets to see all four seasons all the time, and it is a little cooler than it is here right now. So this warm weather ought to get him get him going pretty good tonight for sure. The, uh, they have finished out with the Aviators. Aviators have on their black tops with the Chester T, if you're familiar with Chester T War Eagles. They're dark maroon with the dark maroon numbers and white trim, white pants with the maroon hats with black bills. The gold diggers will have on their red tops with black pants, gold and 
black trim. They'll have on their black hats with the gold brim on it, with the gold digger logo. And they announced the starting lineups for the gold diggers. The gold diggers, as I mentioned, 16 and 3 here on the season. Eight more games to go. Seven of their last eight are on the road. They've got the Blues on the road Monday and Wednesday, the Chattahoots next weekend, Friday, Saturday. Then will I be at home a week from Monday the 17th versus the Bucks, And then they'll play the Bucks on the road Wednesday the 19th. And then the last series of the season will be down at Columbus again against the Chattahoochee Monsters. That'll be a doubleheader on Sunday of that week. And they'll play at 205 and 505 if you want to venture off down to Columbus, down to Golden Park and watch that one as the umpires come up, the players come up and shake hands with the umpires. And there comes the rest out, and we'll take a break right here in just a second. And we'll take a take our break for the national anthem, and we'll be back after that. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says, don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooke's Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And, Charlie, I often hear you talk about aeration. I'm wondering, why is that so important for the lawn? Aeration relieves compaction in these heavy clay soils. It'll also let some roots grow. It just makes your lawn healthier and happier all year long. Please give us a call when you can at 770-536-7611 or kinggreen.com. Take care of it, folks, because they know what they're doing. Over 35 years locally owned and operated by this guy right here. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sun Belt League Baseball action as they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sun Belt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sun Belt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. The Gainesville Gold Diggers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Your umpires for tonight's contest, Rusty. Back here at Ivy Watson Field, Chris Stapleton honors us with the playing of the national anthem. And we will get started as Coach Jerry Colley says play ball. So we are ready to go here from Ivy Watson Field. The umpires for this evening games, we've got Patrick Gentry, Peter Gabriel, and Rusty Griffin. 
Those are our three as assigned by the league. And we are ready to play. You're listening to Sunbelt League Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. The first batty, Jack Rickheim, Kyle Carlson, and Will Feature will be up first for the Aviators. Defensively for the Gold Diggers this evening. We have Brandon Prince in left, Phil Bryan in center, Brady McDevitt. In right, third to first, David Lewis at third, Cam Guidry at short, Matt Rose at second, Riley Stanford at first, and battery will be Jeremiah Boyd behind the plate, and Jonah Wick Wachter is our pitcher tonight. Wachter, as I mentioned, from Concord, New Hampshire, 6'2", right-hander, 190 pounds, plays his college ball at Tulane University. And uh, just played in two games so far, from what I can see. He started in both of those games, a total of nine innings pitched. Giving up 13 base knocks. It's uh, accounted for five runs. Giving up no free passes, so that's pretty good. And then three strikeouts, so not much of a sample size for Walker. He's only played in two games, if I've mentioned. So interesting to see him out here today for, I guess what we could say, rubber match. Yep, they uh, coming out here for uh, the, for the rubber match of the weekend, trying to split this series and and get back on the winning track here at Ivy Watson Field. The uh, sun behind those clouds just poking through there. Jeremiah Boyd tackling the last couple of the warm up tosses has on his Middle Tennessee State University catching gear. I noticed the uh, catcher last night for uh, Aviators, Luke Carroll, had on his Dartmouth. Helmet skull cap pick when he came in into the dark green with the capital D, the old English D on his helmet. So yeah, he came straight from school at yep. Dartmouth. He, he missed uh, at least the first week or two. Of games. How about that? Jack Good deal. Rickheim. Jack Rickheim will come to the plate. Alpharetta, Georgia native, Harvard University. We got a Harvard man and a Dartmouth man out here. How about that? All over the place. Rickheim will stand in. Walk to his first pitch. And we'll be underway right at 6.39 p.m. First pitch is a ball. 1-0. And Rick Hines, everything that the Aviators wish they could get out of a leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hitting 241, which is pretty good, but 18 stolen bases. So he yeah. is obviously a threat. That pitch is a strike call on outside corner, one ball, one strike. He struck out his first time, then he got on a couple of times with walks. And then Fincher's the one that uh, hurt Gainesville last night, getting on base, stealing a couple of bases. Here's the pitch. Low, two and one. Jonah doing some manicuring out there in his landing spot where he lands with that big left foot. The big right-hander stands in. From the windup, the two-one. Swung and a miss, good pitch. And a big swing and a miss by Rickheim. Makes it two balls, two strikes now. For the Aviator second baseman. The 2-2 pitch by Walker as he looks in and gets his sign from Jeremiah Boyd. Swung on a missed. Struck him out. So a good start for the Gold Diggers here. With one man up and one man number down with a strikeout. Brings up Kyle, Kyle Carlson. Carlson, number 95, the third baseman. Carlson from Marietta, Georgia, and plays his college ball right up the road at Piedmont University. And he's kind of a late get for the Aviators. Only 18 at bats, six games so mm-hmm. far this summer. Mm-hmm. But... Six hits in those 18 at-bats. There's one hit high but foul down the right side over the fence. Good time to remind you, fans. 
Coach is going to tell them to return the foul balls and pick it a popsicle. I threatened Michael several times last night that I, as hot as it was, I was going to leave it with him and go down and get my popsicle. <laughs> oh, might as well. You had two guys up here for a reason. That's right. One the guy's got to go fetch foul balls. The old one pitch. Outside, one and one. Good miss from Walker. Looks very comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. Out of, obviously out of two lane, which is a really good pitching school I've heard of from a lot of people. So, Where Coach Owens pitched out. There's a ground ball out to the shortstop. Cam Gidry comes up with it. Over to Riley Stanford for a 6-3 out. Two men up, two men down. Now we'll bring Number up Will Fincher. Will Fincher wears Fincher. number 91, center fielder from Powder Springs, played at Jacksonville State University. Fincher was the menace last night. He got on base after two outs like we are tonight, stole a couple, and then with a throw down to third, went a little high over our third baseman's head, and he was able to come in and score there in the top of the first inning. Here's the first pitch to him. Outside corner, call strike one. Yeah, he was just one for two, but he was on base uh, via walk twice. Mm-hmm. So he was on base three times in that game, scored just once. The one pitch. Outside, one and one. He's just peppering that outside corner. Yep. Two men out. 265 down to center. Two, or 365, 325 down the line. There's a foul over the right side. Not too late to join us out here for Saturday Night Baseball with Ivy Watson. On this end of the holiday week weekend, July the 8th. Hope you all had a great 4th. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks show. It was a dandy one. One, 1-2 pitch. Foul back to the screen. Jeremiah will whoop and scoop it up, hand it back to his umpire partner. Walker's still really comfortable out there. It looks like he's in complete control of Fincher, who's really late on that fastball. Got a little giddy up on his last couple of pitches, too. The 1-2 pitch now. Foul back to the screen. I'm just trying to protect the plate on that swing, wasn't he? Yeah, Fincher's doing a good job. He's putting the bat out there, and he's actually getting better contact than I would think of with reaching out that far. So for Walker, even up 1-2, not out of the woods yet. Definitely don't want to throw Fincher a cookie here. Nope. Well, I'm going to challenge him and maybe on the corner. The 1-2 pitch by Walker. High pop-up. Saying, Jeremiah, it's your turn, or might be Riley's. Let's see. Just out of play. We'll bounce right over there to the fans. As they all kind of look around, some scatter. From what it looked like, it was a fastball right down to the heart of the plate. I'm sure Fincher's not going to see that same pitch again. <laughs> no, I'm sure that he won't. And with a one-two pitch, you really have the luxury of wasting a pitch right here, trying to go inside or outside and seeing if he might swing at something that normally wouldn't. It doesn't seem like. Walker wants to waste anything. One, two, foul right back at us again. Yeah. This, is, this is three, four, five. This is about a eight-pitch at-bat so far for Will Fincher. And I like how he keeps attacking him. Like we mentioned, you could waste a pitch here, but he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. The one, two by Walker pop up again, head out of play. He might be setting him up with all these fastballs and throwing him a mean breaking ball here in a second. Let's see what he does. Yeah, if you're Fincher, you're kind of confused. You're thinking, this guy's got to throw me a bad pitch sometime. <laughs> Walker to Fincher, the one-two count. Time call by the batter. Fincher took a little bit too long, Jonah did that time for his liking. Home plate umpire says play ball. Jonas pitch outside. 
two and two. And there's that waste of a pitch. It's kind of like Walker knew that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But eventually he had to throw something that wasn't challenging, and Fincher was ready for it. Now Deuce is wild. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Here's the pitch. There's a line drive right up to Cam Guidry for out number three. So three up and three down go the aviators here in the top of the first. No runs, no hits, no go bigger errors. Nobody left on base. After one half inning, it is zero, and the gold diggers come in the back. You're listening to Sunbelt League Baseball on 95.5 Glory FM. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your AC dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. An essential part of the community, you can count on Riverside Pharmacy to be able to help take care of your health care needs. Your neighborhood pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy are experts in their field, and they are always here to take care of all of your prescription needs. If you're sheltered in, they'll deliver your prescription to you. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball is on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Back here at Ivy Watson. Listen to 97.5 Glory FM. I said 95.5 a minute ago, and that's the wrong call, um, call numbers right there. So thank you for Nathan for correcting me, and I should have written it down. That way I would have had it. 97.5 Glory FM. You up for the Gold Diggers here at the bottom of the first. Brandon Prince, Matt Rose, and Jeremiah Boyd will be the first three up. And for the Aviators, Jacob Webb will be the starting right-hander for the Aviators. Have you got any stats on Webb tonight there, Vic? I sure do, and it's a little bit interesting because he's played in four games. He started one of them, yet he only has five innings pitched, which makes me think that he's been put into games for very short periods of time, maybe to get that uh, last out, that third out in a big-time moment. Uh, so far, five innings. He's given up five earned the runs, eight hits, nine, seven walks, um, also eight strikeouts. He's one and one as well. So interesting stat line. I'm sure uh, it's an interesting time for him to start, being that it's his second start of the summer. Not sure. I'm going to check on when the last time he uh, came in to start a game. That Usually he's come in for short periods of time, as I mentioned before. All right, so Brandon Prince will step up. He was one for five last night, wants to get it going. There's a little ground ball down to the third baseman. That is Carlson. He picks it up, throws over to first, Tanner Patterson, for out number one. First pitch swing, jammed him on the inside part of the plate. He hit it off the hands right down to the third baseman. 5-3 on the putout if you're scoring at home. Matt Rose, who comes in at 463 on the season. It's dropped a little bit. It was 472 last night, and he was 0 for 1. And got on with the fielder's choice, his only at-bat last evening. Matt looking to break loose again and have a two or three hit game he'd like to have here this evening. The pitch. First pitch is high. Ball one. Matt, Clearwater, Florida, University of South Florida guy. 
Three home runs on the season, 10 RBIs. Foul back to the screen. One ball, one strike. Jeremiah Boyd is next. He's on deck. Defensively, you have Isaacson in left, Fincher in center, Salata in right for the Aviators. The pitch is low. Two balls, one strike. Third to first, Carlson at third, Curse at short, Rickheim at second, and Patterson at first. Webb and Carroll are your dynamic new on the mound and behind the plate. Luke Carroll behind the dish tonight. The pitch stayed outside. Three balls, one strike now to Matt Rose. Jake Webb hasn't pitched since June 20th. That was against the Wild Things. That was the first game wow. he started, and he just went two innings, so it was more of an opening type of situation. Gave up a one run on four hits. That pitch is high and walked him on five pitches, and Matt Rose will trot down to first base with a walk. So he'll be down there with one man out. Jeremiah Boyd, our catcher from Harrisburg, North Carolina. And the Middle Tennessee State will come all, up. All of the other times that Webb has appeared, they've been just for one inning, and they're pretty sporadic. So he gets a lot of time off in between those just one-inning starts. And so far, most of them have looked good, except for that one where he gave up three runs against the Gold Diggers themselves, two base hits. So mm-hmm. he's had some trouble for the against the Gold Diggers before. We'll see how he does. First pitch tonight. to Jeremiah, strike on the outside corner, 0-1. That game, like I said, just one inning against Gainesville. Three runs, all earned, two hits, a walk, and two strikeouts. Face just seven batters. Quick move over to first base by Webb. And Matt Rose dives back in safely. Gets about a three-step lead from Matt. The pitch, mid-curveball stayed up high to Jeremiah Boyd. Big hammer of a breaking ball. Yep, one ball, one strike. Had Boyd leaning out of the way. It almost caught the strike zone. Jeremiah, 333 coming into today's game. The pitch. Outside, two and one now. Jeremiah on the season, as he's called him, been EH. Last night he EH'd. He is 16 of 48. Two home runs, 12 RBIs. The pitch, way outside. Good stop by their catcher, Carroll, backhanding it. There's that big D on his hat down there on his helmet from Dartmouth. Yeah, straight off the bus, straight off the plane with all his gear. <laughs> exactly. No time to change. Green green uh, catcher's gear. The 3-1 pitch. Strike on the outside corner. 3-2 and two now. Full count to Jeremiah Boyd. Boyd amongst a plethora of gold diggers that have four doubles, and he also has a triple. The pitch. Ground ball out to the shortstop. Curse comes up with it, flips it with glove hand over, and then over here, and they throw it away at first base. But it only hits the screen and comes back out, so it'll be a fielder's choice and gets the man at second, Next the lead runner, for out number two. Corey Collins. Corey Collins will come up to the plate now, 6-4 on the put out at second. And Corey Collins, the extra hitter, batting 500 on the season. And you, you'll notice he's only played a few games. He just came in late. He's been out of town. A good last-minute pickup from the University of Georgia. Out of Swanee, Georgia native. Georgia, yeah. So, Corey, the left-handed slugger, stands in. First pitch to him is outside, 1-0. Corey with a home run on his few at-bats. Oh, yeah, I don't think I saw him last time I was up here. He was, he was not with the team last time he was up here last week. 
The 1-0 pitch. Corey swings, hits one foul, drifting over the third base dugout, leaving it up at 1-1. I'll tell you, he looks like a grown man up there. Yeah, he's a big boy, 6'3", not 220. Big kid. And I call him kid just from age because all of them are bigger <laughs> than me. So it's, uh, <laughs> I think I got one that I can actually look eyeball to eyeball with, and that's it. The 1-1 pitch now to Collins. Here it is. Swung on a missed. Strike two. One ball, two strikes now. Jack Webb wears number 96. Webb out of Loganville, Georgia. The pitch. That curveball looked like something I'd throw up there. Stayed way up high and almost threw it by the catcher. Yeah, just slipped out of his hands trying mm-hmm. to spin that breaker. Happens a good bit. You'd be surprised. Two balls, two strikes to Collins, the pitch. There's a base hit right over the top of the catcher's head, or first, second baseman's head. And that'll be a line drive base hit for Corey Collins. And the first hit of the game for Gainesville. Runners at first and second now to bring up David Lewis, the third baseman. Lewis from Monterey, South Carolina. David batting 286 on the season. Right-hander will stand in. See what he can do right here. Collins looks, still looks super comfortable at the dish. Mm-hmm. And that, yet another base hit that's four and just seven at-bats. And coming from Georgia, yeah. being a rising senior, I see. He definitely has a veteran-like presence on this field. The first pitch is out of strike on the outside corner. Yeah, he, uh, from what I understand, through a couple of chats with some folks yesterday, uh, the, the strike to at-bat ratio he's very good at. A lot of folks looking at him, he's... He's doing very well. The pitch, strike two. As that one broke right across the plate, as Webb lost his hat on the release as he followed through there. No balls, two strikes now, two outs. Bottom of the first inning, no score. Remind me, Watson. Webb looks in, gets his sign from Carroll. The pitch. There's a high fly ball, deep left field. Get out of here, ball. And it is a Digger, Digger for David Lewis to give the Diggers a 3-0 lead. Boy, oh boy, talk about a shot. David Lewis got a hold of every stitch of that baseball. That's good to see right there. David uh, popped that in the first inning now, and uh, he got it all, didn't he? He sure did. Yep. David now ups his average a little bit, but goes with uh, now he's got uh, two home runs and seven RBIs now on the season. After that, the pitching coach, immediately comes out to talk to his right-hander, and he's talking about the location. He's got his arms up there talking about location. Yeah, well, I think he's talking more about his breaking ball. He's trying to signal uh, Mm -hmm. that breaking ball, and I think that's exactly what Jake Webb threw. It looks like a hanging breaker, Mm -hmm. and that allowed David Lewis to get his weight back, weight on it a little bit, see it through the plate, and just bang it out of here. I mean, that was a shot and a half, I'll tell Mm -hmm. you. David's seen some, some, some good baseball playing at North Greenwood University. He's seen some. Coleman Hall, the ball man tonight as he brings some balls out to our coaching first base, too. Look at that for, for Big Cole. That'll bring up Riley Stanford. Riley after playing first base tonight from Gainesville. Georgia Tech product. The first pitch to Riley hit foul down the first base side out of play. Struggles no continue points. for Webb, excuse me, uh, now giving up three runs just in the first inning. Yep. Same thing happened against Gainesville a couple weeks ago against uh, or against Webb. That one stayed up high and 
Riley didn't move an inch, and it went right over the top of his head as it went by there. Wow. Well, I believe I'd had the duck on that one, even as short as I am. One ball, one strike, the pitch. Up and thought it might have been a little high, but it's a call strike. One ball, two strikes now on the first baseman for the Gold Diggers. Three nothing, Gainesville. Bottom of the first. That curveball broke in there. Hit him on the elbow, and he'll go down to first base after being hit by a pitch. Yeah, just grazed the forearm of Riley Stanford. He didn't move out of the way at all. It didn't lean in, and it just kind of let the ball hit him. Yep, just stayed right there like he did when it went over his head, just went in there and hit him on the elbow brace, and umpire caught it, saying, head on down to first, young man. Kale Strickland, the extra hitter tonight from Watkinsville via Auburn University. First pitch to Kale is outside. Strickland on the season, 333. 12 of 36, 10 RBIs. Quick throw over to first, making Big Riley Stanford stumble and fall back into first. He's in there, though. Time call for a moment so we can dust the dirt off of, off of him. Looked like Webb was more comfortable after getting Jeremiah Boyd out with the feeler's choice, and mm-hmm. after that, the wheels start kind of falling off. That pitch is high. I just think if that they... Connected on that double play, a better throw by Rickheim over there at second base. This inning would not have happened for Webb. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. The pitch. Hit foul over the first base side. Two balls, one strike now. On Kale Strickland, number seven man in the lineup for Gainesville. That is seven so far this inning here in the bottom of the first. They lead it three to nothing. The pitch by Webb. Foul back to the screen by Kel Strickland. Strickland has caught an EH this season for the Gold Diggers. Seven walks, seven strikeouts. No double, no extra base hits, though. I'd like to have one right here. The 2-2. That curveball stayed way up high, and Kel ducked under that one. Shaking his head at the dugout, said, nope. I'm going to duck, and he did. Yeah, Oh, and I'm actually looking over at the pitching coach for the Aviators, and he just signaled uh, the curveball, and then he gave them the no-go on that, so it doesn't look like they're going to give Webb any more curveball signs. The runner goes, and a chopper foul down into the third base, over the third base dugout as Riley Stanford took off, headed to second base, and Kale Strickland swung and fouled it off over the third base dugout. So my uh, big is going with nothing but – Fastballs the rest of the night, huh? That or change-ups or whatever he's got in his arsenal. Stanford going again. The pitch is outside. Walked him. So now runners at first and second with two outs. Uh, hit by pitch. Two walks. A home and a base hit. Gainesville with a 3 nothing lead. Cam Gidry, our shortstop from Snellville, University of Cincinnati. Gidry, 182 on the season. Has a home run. A couple RBIs. Cam will stand in. Looking to keep this inning going. Trying to get a big inning going for the homestanding gold diggers. That one fouled at the plate off of Cam out in front of the plate. Catcher Carroll will go out, grab it with his glove, and toss it back to his battery mate, Webb. And what I've seen out of Webb is when he has had that control with the curveball, it's been right over the heart of the plate. That's what I'm assuming the home run to David Lewis is from, mm-hmm. and that's why the pitching coach – uh, told the catcher no more curveballs. That pitch is outside, bounced up in the left-hand batter's box. 
One ball, one strike now. Runners on first and second. Stanford at second after hit by pitch, and Cale Strickland walked right after him. 3-0 Gainesville, the pitch. That one's foul. Check, check swing foul back to the screen. One and two now. Brady McDevitt would be next. Brady tracks down the foul ball. One-two pitch by Webb. Here it is. That curveball stayed outside, two and two. And I'm going to say curveball. That's what it looked like when it left his hand. Yeah, that might have been a slider. It looked like his curveball's more loopy and has mm-hmm. that vertical break. It could be a slider. It could be even a cutter. Not really sure, but I'm definitely sure I got a sign from the pitching coach that said no more of those curveballs. High pop-up out towards the center fielder. That's going to be Fincher. He drifts in a few feet, makes the grab. Four out, number three. Three runs on one hit. A couple of walks, or two hits, excuse me. No errors. Two men left on base. And after one complete inning, the Diggers lead it. Three to nothing. You're listening to Sunbelt League Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. Talking with Charlie King with King Green. And, Charlie, we really got wallop with that cold weather. We really did. There's a lot of tree and shrub damage out there. Most of that is temporary, and it'll come back. But there's going to be some dead plants this year. Give us a call. Let us come out. We'll do an evaluation. We'll check your shrubbery. We'll see what's damaged and what's not. And then we can make a decision on whether to prune or replace. Get it done and get it done right with King Green. Find them at kinggreen.com or 770-536-7611. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sunbelt League Baseball action. They take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sunbelt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. Now back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Back at Ivy Watson, a big bottom of the first for our homestanding gold diggers right there with a three-run first inning. Big blow was the home run by David Lewis to break it open for the gold diggers. Due up, Tanner Patterson, Harris, Salata, Carson, Curse. And the first pitch swinging by Patterson, hits it out into left field. Look at that, our left fielder, David Lewis, or excuse me, Brandon Prince gets on his horse, makes the grab out in left center for out. Number one here in the top of the second inning. F7 if you're scoring at home. Fans, we've just been informed it's Papa John's pizza tonight. Also, and John's. you've Great got pizza, uh, Harris Salata now at the plate. Salata, the right fielder, stands in against Jonah right up the middle, right under Jonah's foot for a base hit. First single and first hit of the night by Salata and four. The Aviators comes here with one man out here in the second inning. And for, for Salata, that's just his 10th base hit of this summer in 53 at-bats. Placed it just right there as, as, as Jonah was able to fall. As he falls off of his follow-through to the, towards the first base side, he hit it to the third base side of the mound and right up the middle there. 
brings up Carson Curse with one man out, one man on here in the top of the second inning. Aviators trying to strike right back after that three-run inning by the Gold Diggers in the first. The first pitch to Curse. Here it is. Low. One ball, no strikes, one man out. Curse from Marietta, Georgia. Georgia Tech, my guy. Curse stands in with a 1-0 pitch coming at him. Now one side, they throw behind the runner. Just a little late as Riley Stanford had to, was out in front on the pitch. He was covering him and they threw it. He took a step or two towards home plate to play the field. And by the time the ball got down there, the runner, Salata, had already scampered back in to first base. The pitch from Wachter. High fly ball will be foul when it comes down in foul territory. Out of play. Yep, uh, so let's see. Last night, Curse was uh, on base. uh, One for four, singled his third time up last night. Struck out once. See what he can do here. In this at bat. Two one pitch now coming from Walker. Here it is. Foul right back Ooh. off the catcher's gear. Think heard that, that pop too, didn't you? Might have been off the home plate umpire. Jeremiah Boyd immediately looked back. I think it got him. I don't know. I'm not sure. No one's making too big of a scene out there. That's good because I know last night our home plate umpire caught one right Ooh, off his collarbone. collarbone right there, and it stung him pretty good. And I think it hit part of his uh, catcher's gear or his umpire's gear, Jeff Protector. 2-2 pitch now by Walker. Checks his runner at first. Here's the pitch. There's a high chopper. Third baseman Lewis comes in, only has one play, throws it down to Lewis to Stanford for out number two. The runner, Salata, heads over to second. He'll be safe there after the fielder's choice. So two men out now on the 5-3 fielder's choice. Bryant Rome's extra hitter, number eight, from Kennesaw, Georgia. Stillman College will come to the plate now. Rooms pinch hit yesterday and then played in right field. Mm-hmm. He had two at-bats, nothing to show for it, and was strikeout. Yeah, he came in in the uh, fifth inning and then grounded out his first time and struck out later. First pitch to him with two outs. Swung on the miss, strike one. Three-nothing games will lead to here, middle of the second inning with two out, top of the second inning, two outs. Long time for Walker to be in the dugout, but with this hot weather, you know, he's yeah, not getting cold. Exactly right. Probably a fan on him cooling him off a little bit. Swung on a missed strike two, and his his uh, guard for his elbow or upper arm came off. He slings it over. I don't need that thing. If it's going to come off, just get it out of my way. Rooms. 0-2 in the hole now. Walker looks in. Runner at second is Salata. The pitch. Swung on a miss, struck him out. So no runs, one hit, one man left on base, and no errors for the Gold Diggers. After one and a half, the games will lead it three to nothing. You're listening to Gold Digger Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. 
Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned air systems and train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. The Gainesville Gold Diggers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Back here at Ivy Watson Field. Vic Mosley and Joe Gailey with you. Nathan Laddie, our producer, back at the stadium. At the stadium. At the station? Stadium, station, whichever. I know Nathan would probably just as soon be out here producing as anywhere, even though it's pretty hot. So it's uh, still a good evening now. Leading off, we got 9, 10, and 1 here in this inning as the Sunbelt League bats 10 batters. Brady McDevitt will lead it off. Number one, right fielder this evening from Marietta Chipola College. McDevitt on the season at 244. First pitch to him is swung on and hit foul down the third base side out of play. Going to roll, roll, roll your boat down there. Kids need to be on that side and get some foul balls tonight too. Nobody's chasing that one. He'll one pitch by Webb outside, one and one. And going that far down to find McDevitt at 245, it's pretty remarkable what this Gainesville team has done. Tons of guys batting in the 400 and 300s. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That one's outside, three and one now. And if you look at it, you know, from uh, uh, they got two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven guys batting over 300 this year, and that's pretty stout for your baseball team right there. The 2-1 pitch by Webb, swung on a missed. And a ball that dove in once it got towards the plate. And, and pretty much everyone besides Collins and maybe Murphy, well, definitely Murphy, but not by much, have qualified at bats, 50, 40, 30, 20 mm-hmm. at bats. And fouled up over the third base side again. Two balls, two strikes. Well, I'm sure if Corey had been with us all season, he'd probably qualify very easily and may even still be up around that 500 mark. Sees the ball very well. The pitch. That one stayed up in a way and threw it over everybody's head. Similar to where he was missing with the curveball. Mm-hmm. Definitely didn't seem like it had that type of spin, but he that, he seems to be missing way, way up and out to left-handed batters. So I'd hate to be a right-handed batter if yeah, that tells you anything. McDevitt, McDevitt a left-handy. The pitch. 3-2. Missed again. Walked him. That one was, wasn't as high and outside as the last one, but it was still outside, wasn't it? And that's because that one was definitely a curveball. It came down just a little bit at the end, definitely not enough Center to be field. anywhere close Number to the strike 15. zone. But I'm sure he talked to the pitching coach in the dugout, and they're mm-hmm. trusting him again with the curveball. I don't know how long that will last with uh, that last pitch. And he's again in trouble to a team that you don't want to have guys on for. Exactly right. Theo Bryant, number 10 man in the lineup, the center fielder, number 15, stands in. Theo squared the bunt. Strike called as the catcher, Carroll, came up in a hurry trying to catch McDevitt leaning too far to second and didn't happen. No balls, one strike to Mr. Theo Bryant from Conley, Georgia. The pitch. Line drive. Oh, just foul. Right past the skipper down there at the third base coach's box. 0-2. I'd like to see Theo get untracked. He, towards the end of last season, he really came in live and 
Started hitting the ball very well. He hit that one hard. Had a home run last week. The pitch, that one stayed up high. It's that same curveball. He just mm-hmm. can't seem to find that control. He's throwing his curveball about where mine would be, but mine would be <laughs> probably 20 miles an hour slower. And if, you, if you're the pitching coach, it's so frustrating. You just want to <laughs> yep. tell him, just hold on to that ball a little bit longer. One, two, runner goes. There's a line drive out into deep center field. Go, ball, go. It is out of here. Home run. A digger dinger for Theo Bryant. Five nothing, Gainesville. Theo Bryant, like you mentioned, getting hotter as the season continues and as the weather gets hotter here in Georgia, and he gets hotter himself. That ball straight away center field. I can't tell you how perfectly straight that ball was. Basically right down the middle, mm-hmm. almost parallel with uh, home plate. Well, that was a beautifully good swing, and he kept going and went right beside the flagpole going out right there. It was really a good swing by Theo. He's been missing it just barely. Good to see that. He now has three home runs and 13 RBIs on the season. Now we have Brandon Prince come to the plate. Brandon with a high, long drive out into left center. That ball is going to be caught, though, by their left fielder, Justin Isaacson. A good long run for him, but just missed it, did Brandon Prince, for out number one. And you'd like to say the bottom feeds the top. Uh, There's nothing left to be fed, I guess, because there's no one on base after that home run by Theo Bryant. Cleared him, and... For Brandon Prince, he got a good hack at it. Just hung up there too long for the outfielder uh, in left, Justin Isaacson. Matt Rose will come to the plate now. Matt, second baseman, walked his last time. Out on a fielder's choice at second. Stands in. Been the leading hitter, and I'd probably still call him the leading hitter at 55 plate appearances this season. That one is ground ball, base hit, right by the first baseman. That's a... At least a single second baseman bobbles it, or excuse me, the right fielder bobbles it. The throw coming in, and he'll be safe at second with a hit and an error. I'm looking at our scorekeeper hitting an error. Hit all the way. Okay. All right. Hit all the way for Matt Rose. And took second on the throw. So Jeremiah Boyd will come to the plate looking to do some more damage. Those little mistakes cost you. Oh, yeah. In major leagues like that, uh, Ronald Acuna bobbles it. He's got the arm to get you out like that. But that requires a perfect throw from Harris Salata in deep right field to even attempt to get Matt Rose, who's a speedster. So definitely a good decision by him to take the extra bag. One of the first pitch to Jeremiah's on the outside corner. No balls, one strike. What we noticed last night, too, Vic, is the ball hit out in right field. It just stuck like on the golf course or something, on a wet golf course, on a Mm. wet green. Uh, it didn't hit and roll or hit and bounce or whatever. It hit and stopped like it made a big divot. The old one pitch. Stayed up high, got by. Rose will go over to third on the pass ball. Pass ball by the catcher. Now it'll make it one ball, one strike. You got to wonder. I'm kind of like you said there a moment ago, kind of wondering how long they might wait before they get the bullpen going. Yeah, the longest uh, longest out or timeout for Webb was two innings. Two innings, yep. That's a chopper on the infield. Rose is going to come in and score. The third baseman goes over, throws out Jeremiah Boyd, but a fielder's choice RBI for Jeremiah Boyd scores run number six, making it six to nothing. Gold Diggers here in the second inning. And if you're Alpharetta, you'll gladly trade an out for a run with how scarce outs have uh, come for this team with the Webb's inconsistencies on the mound. 
giving up base runners left and right. It's been kind of everything. Walks, loud hits, extra base hits, you name it. Corey Collins comes up, singled his first time on a sharply hit ball over the second baseman's head. Strike one call on the inside corner. Hitting a tad over 500. Four for seven now. The pitch. Ground foul down into the, and they scatter <laughs> on the <laughs> bank right outside the gold diggers dugout. Even a, a chopper foul they scatter, don't they? They don't want to get hit by that one. That's when nobody wants to be the hero. It's yeah. every man for themselves. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Bottom of the second, six nothing gold diggers. The pitch. That one stayed way outside. His hat falls off. You know, I've noticed something, too, on those breaking pitches or off-speed stuff. His hat's falling off every time, too. Yeah, well, it definitely needs a new hat. <laughs> and he doesn't have the hair that you would think that exactly. the hat would fall off for. That pitch stays up high, two and two now. Maybe he needs to slow his velocity down a little bit. Yep. And that's what's getting him into trouble. <laughs> two balls, two strikes, two men out. Nobody on base here for the Gold Diggers. That one's hit high, but it looks like it's going to stay in the park. The right fielder. Goes back, Salata, right at the warning track for out number three. But for the Gold Diggers here in the second, three runs on one, two hits, the home run by Theo Bryant, and no errors, and nobody left on base. You're listening to 97.5 Glory FM. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And, Charlie, if we don't want to be an involuntary blood donor, what do we need to do this year? Well, call King Green, of course. Our mosquito program is ongoing. We take care of the mosquitoes in your outdoor living areas and keep those safe, hospitable, and keep most of the mosquitoes out. It really works. It's a great program. Give us a buzz. Make your time outdoors more comfortable with help from King Green. Check them out today, kinggreen.com, or just give them a call, 770-536-7611. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sunbelt League Baseball action as they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sunbelt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball is on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Got me a swallow of Diet Coke in between innings, and we're ready to come back here and here and play here in the top of the third inning. I'll go the first three and the last three. Vic will catch me up in the fourth, fifth, and sixth and let me catch my air and uh, keep on going here. Nice to have you with us again tonight, Vic. Vic Moslev from... Where are you from? Uh, Buckhead, St. Buckhead area. area. Yeah, and he's yeah. been doing – you did all the Waleska home games yep. this year. Yep. Then you kind of scattered around and went to with the Bucks or Blues, Blues last week. Yep. And uh, you've been the Aviators. So you've been around and seen some teams this year. Good deal. Yeah. Do you up here, we've got 8, 9, and 10, Luke Carroll, Justin Iverson, Hall Middleton for the Aviators here in the top of the third inning. Third inning to work for the big right-hander, call strike. Jonah Walker. Jonah. Looked, he's looked really good. Just one base hit given up. He's been pure dominant so far. Oh, one pitch. Stayed high, one and one. Jonah 
as you said earlier, it just looks comfortable out there throwing the ball tonight, which is great. Now a six-run lead. 1-1 one, one pitch, and you can do that. That one's outside. You can do that when you have a pitch comfortably when you got a lead. Oh, easily. For sure. Six runs, a good threshold, so just stay relaxed, do your thing. That's right. Two balls, now three balls, one strike now. Three and one. See Jeremiah Boyd, our catcher, motioning out to his pitcher, bringing up a tad. Three-one pitch now to Carroll. Everyone's hit foul down the first base side out of play. And if he gets hit down there, it's going to roll down into the road and across and into the woods more than likely just the way the terrain is down in that area. That's the entrance road and walkway and all that here to the park. The 3-2 pitch, ground ball down to the third baseman. He takes it on the second hop. Lewis over to first. Bang, bang, play. Got him. Good stretch by Riley Stanford. Good arm as he had to wait on that second hop right there. David Lewis did and then threw a BB over to stretched out Riley Stanford for a 5-3 put out. Good throw and good catch from both parties on that one. Justin Isaacson now the left fielder will come to the plate. Isaacson from Norcross, Georgia. But I've got him as St. Olaf College. No idea where that is, but that's where he his hails from. Where's number 94, the left fielder? What a play over there by David Lewis. Not oh, yeah. a lot of Sunbelt players can make that play. Throw is perfect, too. The pitch. Ooh. Hit him. The head? Now, I, don't know if it, I thought he hit him on the shoulder or arm oh, right I there. I don't know. I thought he leaned yeah. into it. Might have. But either way, he's, he's on base with a hit by a pitch. So it's only the second base runner. And first walk hit by a pitch we've had tonight from Walker. Now we'll have. Hall Middleton coming to the plate, an extra hitter from Atlanta. Plays college ball over in the Rome area. It's shorter now. The three umpires are going to get together and see what we've got here. Vic, I wonder if they're going to talk about if he leaned into it or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Didn't Maybe it looked like he leaned into it. I'm not sure where it hit him. I thought he like leaned his head into it and just took it off the helmet. Well, it's, it sounded like a click off, a, off of a helmet like that. And then so... So Coach Owens was out checking with the home plate umpire. Home plate umpire got the other two together to make sure. I thought he got him on the shoulder, but he, like you said, he looked like he turned, might have leaned into it a little bit too. So I just heard the helmet. That's right. the main thing that got me. So I'm not really sure. 31, Interesting play. Paul. Looks like it made a harder thud than that because it looked like a pretty hard pitch ball. Mm-hmm. All right. Hall Middleton steps up. Right-handed hitter from Alpharetta stands in. The pitch. Outside corner, they throw behind the runner. Back in time is Isaacson. Boyd, very comfortable with Stanford over there at first. Oh, very yeah. comfortable to just throw it back and comfortable in himself. Not a lot of catchers want to do that and risk throwing it away. He and Kale both have pinged a runner at first this year with that throw, with their throws down there. The 0 1 pitch by Wachter. Here it is. Swung on a miss. Strike two. 0 2 now. One man out, one man on here, top of the 30. Gainesville leads it six to nothing. Six runs, four hits, no errors for Gainesville. No runs, one hit, one error for the Aviators. Middleton did not play in last night's game. Nope. The pitch. Strike. Nope. Hey, you saw him take the step I, back. I thought the umpire took the step <laughs> back, and I was, ringing, I was ringing him up up here. But it didn't happen, so I will hesitate more next time. One ball, two strikes now. I look over at the coach, and he's kind of looked at me like I thought it was. Yep. 
One ball, two strikes. Walker delivers to Middleton. Here it is. That one swung on a missed. Made it easy for all of us that time. Strikeout number three for Jonah Walker on the evening. Out number two here number in four. the top of the third. Leadoff hitter Rickheim struck out his first time at bat. Will come up Jack Rickheim. Harvard University. If you, not- <laughs> if you notice on his uh, helmet, if he turns around, he's got the H up there on it. Got to rep it. Yeah. Ivy League, man. That's right. I joked with Mike last night. You know, Har- know those guys see each other during the Harvard and Dartmouth series up there during the spring. Yeah. The pitch now. Strike call outside corner. If they weren't friends before, they're definitely going to be <laughs> friends now. They're seeing well, a lot of each other. Exactly. They get to see each other a lot, become friends, even they are on separate teams. Good for them. The L1 pitch now by Walker. He looks in and gets his sign from our catcher, Jeremiah Boyd. The pitch. Strike two call. Whenever Dartmouth and Harvard get together, you'd love to see Rickheim get aboard and test the arm of Luke Carroll. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Those you might have said, gotcha. <laughs> uh, they sort of tease each other back and forth. I'm sure he'd go the other way if he stole second. He'd go, ooh. <laughs> 0-2 pitch now to Rickheim. Here it is. That one's way outside. Basically wasting a pitch right there, I feel like. Yeah, definitely trying to waste a pitch. I think he... Didn't intend for it to go that far outside of the zone. I think he's a little frustrated with himself. Meant for it to definitely not be a strike. Mm-hmm. But try to get a chase from Rickheim, who has a really good eye at, at home plate. One ball, two strikes. Two men out. Top of the third inning. Gaines will lead it six to nothing. Walker comes set. The pitch. Curveball. Stayed inside. Two and two now. Making Walker work a lot harder than he's had to. It seems like every at-bat has been pretty easy, uh, minus a few. Kyle Carlson would be next for the Aviators. Brandon Boggs, the skipper for the Aviators, down the third base. Coach's box, the pitch. Outside corner, call strike three to end the inning. Four up, three down, and the fourth strikeout, two in this inning. For Jonah Walker, no runs, no hits, one man left on base, no errors for the uh, Aviators. And after two and a half innings, Gaines will lead it six to nothing. You're listening to Sun Belt League Baseball on 97.5 Glory. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your AC dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. An essential part of the community, you can count on Riverside Pharmacy to be able to help take care of your health care needs. Your neighborhood pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy are experts in their field and they are always here to take care of all of your prescription needs. If you're sheltered in, they'll deliver your prescription to you. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Now, back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. 
Back here at Ivy Watson, Gainesville comes to bat for the third time here in the bottom of the third inning, leading at 6 nothing. Jake Webb still David on the hill Lewis. for Alpharetta. And they may be low on pitching because they've got four games next week also. And they may just be low on pitching is why they're going so long with uh, Webb tonight, you think? Yeah, for those of you who don't, who don't know, uh, three innings is long for Webb, who's only went two. Uh, that's his longest, and that was uh, his most recent start. That uh, first hitter is Corey, uh, number 27, excuse me, David Lewis. Lewis stands in. First pitch to him is hit foul down the third base side. Second pitch now from Webb, the 0-1. Here it is. Call strike on the outside corner. Webb hit that three-run dinger in the first inning to get will going. That time a three-run lead. Now they lead it six to nothing. The 0-2, there's a line drive. Base hit right past the shortstop for another solid hit by David Lewis. And nothing's fooling these uh, Gold Diggers hitters. Everything 18. that Webb's throwing right seems to be dished Stanford. out in the outfield. Yep, that yeah. was he's hit the, he's ripped it hard twice, hasn't he? And he went out there and got it. Pitched kind of on the outside part of the plate, reached over and actually pulled it into left field. That'll bring up Riley Stanford. Riley was hit by a pitch, got stranded at second his last time up back in the first inning. Riley Gainesville. There's a throw down to first trying to get Lewis leaning too much. Good little try from Carroll down to Patterson, but a little bit late. One ball, no strikes to Riley Stanford. The pitch. Outside corner. One and one. And for the Aviators, having won yesterday and maybe just putting Webb out there to eat up innings, having already won a game up here, maybe they're satisfied with a long slate of games coming up. The one one. High pop up on the infield. Third baseman's going to come in. He calls it, catches it right behind the catcher's mound, the pitcher's mound. That's Kyle Carlson for out number one. Extra hitter, F5, if you're scoring Kale at home, Strickland. one out. Kale Strickland will come to the plate now. He walked and got stranded on the first base his first time up to the plate. Strickland came into the night at 333, walked again. He has walked eight times on the season. First pitch by Webb, up and out. i tell you what, pretty, pretty big lead down there at first base for a big guy. Sure is. Snap throw by Carroll might just find him a little behind. The 1-0. Generous call looked like on the outside part of the plate. Yep. Strickland asking just to make sure. The 2-1 pitch by Webb. Here it is. Strike two called. Same place as the last one. Yeah, Strickland shaking his head. It's not at the call. It's just unfortunate that for him that's uh, the strike call Mm -hmm. for the home plate umpire. He knows they have to stay consistent. Sunbelt League strike zone. There's Mike and I here. That one's high, and it's uh, chopped to down the third base line. Carlson comes up with it, throws it down to first for out number two. It advances the runner, Lewis, over to second base on the fielder's choice. Strickland out five to three. Out number two. Cam Guidry flew out a high fly ball to the center fielder, Fincher, his first time up. Cam comes up to the plate now 0 for 1. Guidry on the season is a little under 180 now looking to get on again 
First pitch to Cam is a ball, 1-0. Yeah, just four hits and 33 at-bats. I'm sure he wants to get his summer going. The pitch. Strike called. Cam hit it hard early in the season in uh, games we had here. I will say he's got nine RBIs from those four hits, so they're coming in big-time moments for sure. That one kind of floated up there. Two balls, one strike now. And for Webb on the mound, it looks like he actually has much better command of that curveball. It's mm-hmm. much tighter. 2-1 pitch. Outside, 3-1 and one now. Seems to be throwing it where he wants it, which is not to say in the first couple of innings he's leaving it up way up and outside. There's nothing you could do with that pitch the first couple of innings. The pitch. There's a line drive out into left field, but right at the left fielder. Isaacson, four out, number three. For Gainesville in the bottom of the third, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left on base. At three complete, Gainesville leads it six to nothing. You're listening to Sunbelt League Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Charlie King back with us from King Green. And I don't know about you, Charlie, but I've got much better things to do than pull weeds out of my lawn. I heard that if you don't have weeds, you don't have a lawn. (laughs) Our job is to keep those weeds at bay. Year-round, our program works by preventing weeds and by killing those that are already up. Give us a holler. We'd love to come out and take a look at your lawn. Keep it looking good with King Green. Easy to do. Find out more online at kinggreen.com or just give them a call, like Charlie said, at 770-536-7611. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sunbelt League Baseball action. They take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sunbelt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson Field, you're listening to Gainesville Gold Digger Baseball Sunbelt League action. Uh, this is Joe Gailey along with Vic uh, Maslia and Nathan Laddie, our producer, back at the station. I'll let him know that tonight. Mike has the night off celebrating his dad's birthday with the family. Congratulations to WH on his 88th day, 88th birthday. Congratulations, Vic. Take it from here, brother. Thank you, Joe. Leading it off in the top half of the fourth inning, it'll be Kyle Carlson, the third baseman for the Aviators team, who had a great play back in the bottom half of the third inning. Held the Gold Diggers at bay. 6-0 is the ball game. The first pitch from Jonah Walker is swung on and missed. Jonah's done very well tonight. Been in command of his pitching pretty much the whole game and struck out four. He looks in. He's got his sign. Oh, ones hit back up the middle. Gidry's there. He throws, and he's got his man. So one down. Walker makes quick work of Kyle Carlson. That'll bring up Will Fincher. Number 91, Will Fincher. Fincher hit a line drive right at Cam Gidry. His last time up. Gidry getting a lot of work out there. That last play grounded right to him, almost up the middle. Fincher stands in, and he's going to take strike. <laughs> you notice the uh, Fincher kind of looked at the umpire because it's a delayed call after it bounced out of Jeremiah's mitt. He went back to retrieve it, and the umpire then called the strike. 
0-1 from Walker is hit well and smashed into left field. And it's going to bounce off the wall in fair territory. Heading into second base is Fincher. And a stand-up double. Boy, oh, boy, I thought that was way gone. I did, too. It, uh, the wind blowing in uh, from left Number to right may have helped it a little bit right there. Is that was scorched, and I was like you. I thought it was, uh, was gone, but it hit off the wall, and then our left fielder, Brandon Prince, was able to track it down and get it back in. Looked like too much of a line drive, not enough lift to get that ball out of here, so it'll bring up Tanner Patterson, a runner in scoring position. Gainesville still a shutout going. The first one's cracked foul. For Fincher, second best hitter on the team so far. Technically with qualified at-bats is the best hitter. 288 average, 15 hits, and 52 at-bats. Four doubles, two triples. He'll add another one. 0-1 to Patterson's. Cracked foul again. You mentioned qualified at-bats. Does that qualify at 30, 40, 50, or where's that number at? I'm not sure right now where it's at. But from what I can tell, looking at uh, everyone's at-bats, I would say it's around 25 to 30 is the qualified at-bats. That makes sense. I'm sure 50 to 60 is probably the most anyone has. 0-2, misses upstairs, one ball, two strikes. Sun poking out in right field, a little more than it was before, not too much for shadows to build. Walker still pretty comfortable out there after the double. Gives a look at Fincher over at second base, and he'll deliver to Patterson. Ground ball, Gidry again. He charges, gloves, throws, and just in time to get the runner, Patterson. Moving up 90 feet, second to third is Will Fincher, but two are down here in the top half of the fourth. Cam had to kind of double clutch after he caught it, getting out of his glove, and then threw a BB right over to Riley Stanford to get the runner. Now, I don't think he was expecting the speed from Tanner Patterson, but those Mm -hmm. long legs, big strides, gets down the line very easily. So this will bring up Harris Salata, a single back in the second inning. Opting with no batting gloves. First pitch to him. Don't see that very much, do we? Yeah, not not much. First pitch is on the outside corner called strike. Walker pretty comfortable out there still working from the windup. 0-2, swung on and missed. And one person who's not comfortable is Salata. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't look comfortable in that swing, did he? Not at all. Reaching over the plate to try to make contact with that one. Missed every stitch of it. Walker looking to work around the one-out double. Here's the 0-2, and Jess gets a piece of it. If Salada can reach, it'll be Carson Curse, who <clears throat> excuse me, was batting second uh, to start off the summer for the Aviators and had some hardships and they moved him down the lineup he's been hitting a little bit better as of late just over the Mendoza line 207 is his average way to talk more about him Walker would like to see him next inning here's the 0-2 fouled again and a good at bat by Salada well and a lot of times and you've probably seen it even this year with these guys that start out in the top of the lineup one two three four guys if they don't hit it well and they're moved down they produce better and that's kind of what happened as we saw our home one from Theo Brown a while ago. He moved from the top of the lineup down, and now he seems to be making better contact. Another 0-2 pitch to Salata. Cold strike three. Have a seat. Salata in disbelief. Walker will jog on back to the dugout. 
No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. We head to the home half of the fourth inning. Score still 6-0, to zero, Gainesville. You're listening to Sunbelt League Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. The Gainesville Gold Diggers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Back here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Gainesville still leading it, six to nothing. Vic? Yeah, thank you. Excuse me, I was uh, talking to our commissioner who's letting me know. 2.1 at-bats per game, so for this Gainesville team, around 36 or so is the qualified at-bats. Most of them do have it. This one's roped to second base off the glove of Rick and into right field. That'll be a base hit for Brady McDevitt as he leads us off here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. We're going to go ahead and call that a base hit. He already scored an error, so there's an error on the second baseman. Yep. Ball skipped up there pretty well on Rick Yep. Uh, If I have a question, I'll look over to our scorekeeper and see if it's a thumbs-up hit or thumbs-down error, and that was a down. First error of the night owned by official scorekeeper. Sending in is Theo O'Brien. He pops it up. First pitch. Rickheim will have another chance. This one much easier. And he'll have that for the first out. One down here in the bottom half of the fourth. The left fielder, number nine, Brandon Prince. Brandon Prince will step in now. 0 for 2 on the day. He's already had two at-bats, and we're just in the fourth inning. He's hit the ball pretty well in both at bats, especially that second one. Just hung up there for the left or the yeah, excuse me, the left fielder. Go back to first and McDevitt's in there just fine. He squares the bunt. That one gets way away from the catcher, Luke Carroll. Another one of those curveballs and moving up 90 feet is Brady McDevitt. That was definitely a wild pitch there. Sure was. <laughs> now a little action down in the aviator. Bullpen. And if I can bring out my binoculars here, I don't have any. I'm just seeing if I can squint hard enough to see who that is. It looks like A.J. Parker, maybe. Not sure. Next one is a ball inside, too tight for Brandon Prince. See, you still have young eyes that can squint and see that. Even if I squint with my glasses, I can't see it. (laughs) It says 0-0, and I think that's A.J. Parker. We'll see about that. Hit hard and through the left side, heading around his Brady McDevitt, here comes the throw out in left field. It's up the line, and the Gold Diggers add on. 7-0 is the ball game, a base hit, and an RBI for Brandon Prince. And the Gainesville Gold Diggers keep the line moving. 7-0 now, Gainesville. 
here in the fourth inning. And Brandon Prince wanted to break the slump, if you will, and he looks like he did. And it looks like we might be having a pitching change as Coach Brandon Boz goes out. And we will. We'll have a pitching change, the call to the bullpen, and we'll be back right after this. Charlie King from King Green back with us, and we're talking about making sure your lawn has grass in it, but not weeds. How do we do that? Call King Green. Right now, most lawns have some weeds. We've had a lot of rain. The weeds are growing. King Green has the right system and the right products to get those weeds out of your lawn, get it healthy, get it green, get it moving for the year. Yeah, you can do post and pre-emergent, right? Absolutely. Yeah, check them out. King Green online, kinggreen.com. On the phone, 770-536-7611. Call them today. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sunbelt League Baseball action as they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sunbelt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. Now back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Welcome back. It's going to be A.J. Parker on for the Aviators. A.J. Parker comes in and warms up another small guy. A.J. is from Marietta, Georgia, and plays. He's undecided on his college ball, probably in the transfer portal. Sophomore, 5'9", 150. Not much... uh, not much playing time for him, just three games. One and one-third innings pitched so far. He's given up five earned runs and six hits, mm-hmm. two walks. So Not a lot for him this not year. Not a lot at all for him. The, we'll see uh, Gainesville can take advantage, leading yep. it off, or not leading it off, but next up to bat will be Matt Rose with uh, Brandon Prince at first base. He delivered the seventh run for the Gainesville Gold Diggers. Matt Rose stands in. He's a, he's singled and walked. Advanced on an air. He's had a pass ball and then eventually scored. Scored twice. Takes the ball low and away. Parker leaves Jake Webb. Can't close the line on him yet with Prince standing aboard at first base. Parker looks over at him. And he'll fire over there. Prince in there safely. So far right now for Webb, he went three innings, gave up five hits, six runs, or seven runs. Parker deals, swung on and missed. On that ball. ball came inside on him pretty hard there. He wanted to get a piece of that one, didn't he? Dropped off the table, missed every stitch of it. He'll climb back in, a one ball, one strike count. On deck is Jeremiah Boyd. He'd love to hit with two runners on. Parker ready, working quickly, swung on and missed again. Rose out in front on a fastball. Smiling and joking with the with the catcher, Carroll, and the home plate umpire about that last one that went away from him. He said, I just went fishing on that one, didn't I, boys? Parker trying to go fishing again. Runner goes. Ground ball. Carson Curse has it. One play, and it's to first, and he makes it. Two are down. Good play by Carson Curse, and a good idea by Prince or Coach Owens to send the runner and avoid the double play. With Rose being so fast, you can 
only imagine it would be really tough to get that double play even if the runner in Prince did not go. Oh, yeah, that would have been tough if they'd had to flip it to second. I do believe Matt would have been safe at first, but now he's got that lead runner at second, only 180 feet away for, from a scoring with Jeremiah Boyd coming to the plate. Backstop for the Gold Diggers. Boyd will stand in. Reached on a fielder's choice and grounded out to third. That pitch gets away from Luke Carroll, and the runner will move up again. That's Brandon Prince, and I'm wondering if that's going to be a pass ball. It didn't look like too pass bad ball. of a pitch, yep. and yeah, pass it is. Ball. seemed like he crossed up Luke Carroll. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. It looked like where he was sitting and where he had to jump out there and throw the glove to and went off the edge of his glove. Didn't seem like too bad of a pitch from Parker. He just got crossed up on signs. 1-0 is grounded to Carson Curse again. On a couple hops, the peg to first base is in time, but that's all before another run comes across for the Gold Diggers. It's 7-0 now as we head to the fifth inning. You're listening to 97.5 Glory FM. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your AC dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. An essential part of the community, you can count on Riverside Pharmacy to be able to help take care of your health care needs. Your neighborhood pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy are experts in their field and they are always here to take care of all of your prescription needs. If you're sheltered in, they'll deliver your prescription to you. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball is on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Here in the fifth inning, it's all Gainesville. 7-0 is the score now, and back out there for the Gold Diggers, it'll be Jonah Walker for an un- another inning's worth of work. Four, four innings for Jonah so far. He's got two, three, four, five strikeouts. Kane Jinks now in right field, I think is what I heard our scorekeeper say. So Jinx will be out in right field now for Brady McDevitt. Jinx wears fine cane on my roster. Mr. Jinx is 14. See when he comes up to bat. And as Vic said, Jonah Walker out there for his fifth inning of work. So we'll see what he has in store. He's yet to give up a run. He's given up just two base hits, and he's looked really solid. He's going to have to face the meat of the order in the Aviators, 6, 7, and 8. Carson Curse, Bryant Rooms, and Luke Harrell. Jinx is in left, not right. I was corrected. Thank you to our videographers. First pitch from Walker is hitting to right field. Could drop. Coming on is McDevitt. He is there. And just in the nick of time, he takes care of Carson Curse. One pitch, one out. Just how Walker drew it up. Well, if he drew it up like that, I know that um, his right fielder, uh, McDevitt, would like to know so he could get a head start on that one instead of having to sprint to the ball. (laughs) Good job by Brady McDevitt to sprint under that one and get the fly ball. 
Becky mentioned Kane Jinx moving to replace Brandon Prince out and left. Everything's the same. Mm-hmm. Everything else looks like. Batter is Bryant Rooms. He's the extra hitter tonight. Might be just giving Brandon a little time off here. He's been pressing a little bit and giving him some time to relax. Might have got a little hot out there. Next one from Walker is fouled. One ball, one strike. Of course, Brandon did get a base hit the last time up, but uh, uh, seven-nothing lead here in the top of the fifth inning. From Ivy Watson, Gold Diggers lead it. And with how many runs Gainesville scored, it's been a pretty fast ball game. Mm-hmm. It has. Who's there? Are six of the seven runs have come on home runs, a three-run shot, and then a two-run shot, or two-run, then a three-run. One-one is line foul. Beautiful night here in Gainesville. Cooled off nicely. It's back in the low 80s now instead of the low 90s, upper 80s. With that humidity, the sun going behind the cloud helps out a lot. Sure does. Sure stays humid here by the lake. One ball, two strikes. The ball floats outside. Two balls, two strikes is the count. Gainesville with seven runs, just five hits. That's three more than the Aviators. And it seems like such a lopsided game for how close they are in base hits. Mm -hmm. Three Aviator errors is... Accounted for those runs. Give it up. Three balls, two strikes. That that ball misses down low. A payoff pitch to come. Matt Rose shifting towards first base for the left-hander. Wachter looks in. He gets the sign. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on and missed. That takes care of Bryant Rooms. Two down for Luke Carroll. Number 92. Luke. Six Carroll. strikeouts for Big Jonah right now. Good outing for him. Carroll's grounded out to the third baseman in his first and only at bat. So Walker seeing him for just the second time here in the fifth inning. First pitch catches the outside part of the plate. He's been doing a good job of living on the corners, inside, outside, you name it. Hasn't thrown anything really over the heart of the plate. Next pitch. That's a little inside for the liking of Luke Carroll, but a called strike. Walker giving him no time to weep his sorrows. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Outside corner, not a called strike, just too far. <laughs> look yeah, look at Jonas out there grinning. <laughs> he wanted that call. He did. Home plate umpire says, no, sir. He'll try again. Here's the 1-2 pitch in the dirt. But he still looks very comfortable up there. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Deuce is wild here. Like I said, beautiful night by the lake. Ivy Watson Field. 2-2. Chopped out to second base. Matt Rose has it. The peg to first is in time. No runs, no hits, no errors. A 1-2-3 inning for Jonah Walker. We head to the home half of the fifth inning. You're listening on 97.5 Glory FM. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And, Charlie, I often hear you talk about aeration. I'm wondering, why is that so important for the lawn? Aeration relieves compaction in these heavy clay soils. It'll also let some roots grow. It just makes your lawn healthier and happier all year long. Please give us a call when you can at 770-536-7611 or kinggreen.com. Take care of it, folks, because they know what they're doing. Over 35 years locally owned and operated by this guy right here. 
join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sun Belt League baseball action as they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sun Belt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sun Belt League baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. The Gainesville Gold Diggers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Bottom half of the fifth inning, in case you missed the first four and the top of the fifth. Well, it's been all Gainesville. Seven to zero is the score. Into pitch is A.J. Parker. He relieved Webb last inning. Got new, or was thrown into a little bit of trouble. We missed one defensive sub. Owen Gunning came in. For Matt Roach, it's second there in the top of the fifth inning for the, the Gold Diggers. Everything else besides that, pretty much the same. Yep. On to hit, it will be Corey Collins. He'll face Parker for the first time. The wine in the first offering is low and in. Boy, A.J. Parker compared to Collins. Collins looks like a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Parker brings a 1-0, makes Collins look silly, swing and a miss. One ball, one strike. And it's not just the uh, the size of Collins, just the appearance. Uh, he's a big boy, isn't he? Looks much older than a lot of these players on the field. Parker's like 5'9", and Collins is nearly 6'4". 1-1. So. Misses low. Two balls, one strike. Parker working from the windup. Facing a lefty hitting Corey Collins. Pitch is fouled. Collins a single and a fly out to right. Noted he is a recent pickup for the Gainesville team. Parker taking a long look in. Shakes his head no. Now yes. Here comes a 2-2. That's in the dirt again. It's back and forth with his pitches. The ones that are missing are low and in the dirt and not challengeable at all to the hitter. And then the other ones, Collins fouling them left and right. Payoff pitch, here it is. Too far outside. Collins is aboard a leadoff walk. This will bring up David Lewis, who has already homered in tonight's game. Well, we'll do that. We'll take a 10-second timeout for station identification. David Lewis. Or not. You're listening to 97.5 Glory FM. Gold Digger Baseball, Sunbelt League action from Ivy Watson Field. And David Lewis is the batter. He's the third baseman for Gainesville. And Kyle Henley is running for Collins at first base. Just about to say that. Kyle Henley comes in. Collins will go have a rest after a good at bat, good long at bat. First one to Lewis, almost hits him, gets away from the catcher, Carroll. He'll go retrieve it again, moving up as Henley to second base. And Carroll, the amount of times he's taken that mask off and retrieved a ball from behind him. Sure, he's a little frustrated. Not just with what's happening in general, but with himself. A lot of them have been past balls. I think that one, too, off the glove. So Henley moves first to second. 
One ball, no strikes. Here's the pitch from Parker. Roped into the left field and down for a base hit. Henley takes a big turn, but he'll get the stop sign. That ball hit too hard for Henley to try to go home. And it's a single for David Lewis. That brings up Riley Stanford. Riley's are, uh, David's hit seeing the ball well tonight. He's three for three. Yep, Lewis a home run, a single, and now another single. Stanford climbs in. He was hit by a pitch in the first and then flew out to the third baseman. Trying to make better contact. Got runners to the corners and nobody out. First one to him. Called strike on the inner half. Gainesville up 7-0 and looking to add on. Not too happy about that broken win streak last night. Was it 11 games, right? That's correct. Next one to Stanford. Misses low and away. If I remember correctly, that is a franchise record with 11 wins in a row. Gainesville won the championship last year. Looking to go back-to-back, and they got the team to do it. One ball, one strike. The pitch to Stanford. Hit well into left field. Going back on it, Isaacson. He reaches up, and it's going to be off the wall. Henley will score easily. Heading to third base is Lewis. Here comes the throw. They'll let it go. The tag. He is out of there. Lewis trying to extend to third base, and he's thrown out by Justin Isaacson. It might have been Will Fincher out in center field. Not sure who keyed it in. And good left fielder. Left good fielder. job by Carson Curse letting that ball go. So Stanford's... Aboard at second base, he's got a double. Looking over at the dugout, everyone admiring his good work. Scored a run despite David Lewis getting tagged out. Not a bad idea trying to leg it out and get to third base, but the ball's just too shallow for that. Luxury when you have the 8 nothing lead now for the Gold Diggers to try and get that man over to third. and had the play in front of him, so that's why he tried to leg it out. One man out here. And Cale Strickland will be up. That is crushed into left field. Going back, Isaacson, it's off the wall again. Sanford rounds third base. He's going to score with ease. Kale Strickland, a stand-up double. And Gainesville, they're not done yet. How about that, Joe? Nine to zero. Nine to nothing. And Kale ripped that one uh, long and hard. Hit up against the 1949 state championship sign for Gainesville. Makes it nine to nothing, Gainesville. We'll have a station break. Station out of medication right here. It's 8.04 Eastern time. Cameron Guidry stands in after Cale Strickland swaps places with Riley Stanford. Both of them bringing in RBIs. One for each. Nine-nothing ball game. we got to start worrying about a mercy rule here. Not doing it seven. You have to go seven innings. Six and a half or seven. Parker brings another one. And it's a cue ball, and it's fair. And it almost rolled foul. The throw to first is in time. What an awkward play. That ball was in foul territory. And it was spun on so hard, it rolled back fair. And I don't know if you saw it, but if Luke Carroll didn't pick that ball up, it's going foul again. Exactly. That's what it looked like it was <laughs> fixing to do. Yeah, it hit foul, as Vic said, and it rolled on that dirt. It's spinning, spinning, spinning fair. And it looked like it was spinning foul again, but Carroll picked it up. And he was, he was showing the umpire doing his hand like this, Vic, as he saw it. It was in and out of the 
the fair line down there for sure. And a risky play by Carroll because that ball's got so much spin. You don't pick it up right. It comes right off the fingertips. Exactly right. And then everyone's yelling at you, you should have let it go fair or <laughs> foul. Or <laughs> exactly. First pitch to Brady McDevitt, who is up to bat now. Kel Strickland down at third after that number by Cam Guidry. The scoreboard says two outs, but I believe it's just one out. No, it is two. That's the second out right oh, there. that is the second out. So two outs. David Lewis was thrown out at third base. Swung on and missed. One ball, one strike. Good throw that time from Isaacson to Carlson to get David at third base. One ball, one strike. McDevitt has walked and reached it on an error. That ball misses low, two balls, one strike. Strickland, all of a sudden, an important run at mm-hmm. third base. He would be the 10th run. Exactly. Corey Collins has scored this inning. Riley Stanford. Hale Strickland trying to come home. Big swing and miss from McDevitt. Big cut. He was trying to get that number, that 10th run in right then, wasn't he? Sure was. Missed every stitch of it. Now Deuce is wild. Sun's starting to set, trying to set. It's going behind those clouds back in right field. Parker comes set right below the letters. 2-2, almost hits him. Payoff pitch to come. Good eye from Brady McDevitt. If he can get on, it'd be Theo Bryant, who is homered and flown out. And Homer, a shot to center field. Yes, it was. Dead center, too. Just, just to the right of the flagpole. So Parker comes set. Here's the payoff pitch. A ground ball to Carson Curse. It's short. He gobbles it up, throws to first, and that will, will retire the Gold Diggers. But they get two runs. And let's see here. One, two, three. Base hits, a walk. And we head to the top of the sixth inning. Score now 9-0. to zero. You're listening to here on 97.5 Glory FM. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Now, back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Into the sixth inning on the hill. We got another hurler. It's Jacob Beaver taking over for Jonah Walker with his spectacular performance. He went five innings, gave up just two hits, no runs, no walks, and he had six strikeouts. So what a great performance by Jonah Walker, the two-lane product, and he gives it up to Jacob Beaver, the left-hander. We'll take a look at his stats so far. He's been in eight games. He started two of them. 
in 17 and a third innings. He's given up 17 hits. Nine runs, eight of them have been earned. 11 walks, 19 strikeouts. He's 2-0. and So he's looking. Jake's a local boy. Played his high school ball down at Flaherty Branch. Played last year at Georgia State. He'll be up at Georgia Highlands this fall. So Boyd will throw it down to second base. We're just about ready for the sixth inning. Gainesville up 9-0. to zero. They have not let off the gas pedal one bit. Scoring in every inning except for the third. Three in the first, three in the second, one in the fourth, two back in the fifth inning. Zach Zara down at third base now for the Gold Diggers. Zara takes over for David Lewis. The first pitch is a called strike to Justin Isaacson, who will lead us off. Next one from Beaver is foul tipped. Jake, uh, Jake working with pitching coach Chris Carpenter has changed a little bit of his mechanics, and uh, arm high, knee high has really worked for him. And the last couple of outings, have, he's really, really pitched well. Working from the windup, here's the 0-2 pitch to Isaacson, and it's just a bit low. Beavers, stocky left-handed pitcher, wearing number 11. And field playing straight up for Isaacson, who's been hit by a pitch. 1-2 pitch, just a bit outside. Good pitch, though, by Jacob Beaver. Trying to, trying to make him swing at something a little outside there. Isaacson will call time and deal with a fly. Beaver peering over that blue glove. Delivers a 2-2, and it's high again, and a good at-bat by Isaacson battling all the way back here. Jake Beaver is, I guess, short for Jacob, and that's what he is on the roster, so we'll go with Jake Beaver now. Swung on and missed. Got him strike three. Isaacson can't handle the payoff pitch. Beaver, one up, one down. That'll bring up Hall Middleton, the extra hitter for this Aviators team. Hall Middleton. Middleton plays his college ball at Shorter University over in Rome. My oldest niece sings in the college choir at Shorter. Shout out to Miss Sarah. Just celebrated her birthday last weekend. Turned 18. Congratulations. First one to Hall Middleton, excuse me, swing. He went all the way around. I don't know if that was excuse me or not. He just boomed. He's <laughs> like, so, uh-oh, I shouldn't have swung at that one. <laughs> excuse me after the fact. Exactly. He was way exactly. too far gone there. For Beaver, last pitched on the third against the Wild Things. Went just one inning. No hits, no runs. Looking to do the same here. Ground ball off the foot of Middleton. And a strike. He's quickly down 0-2. His longest outing is four innings. He got the win. That was against the Crackers. Gave up four hits, no runs. He's yet to give up a run in the last six innings that he's pitched. He pitched uh, on the road, I think, down at uh, when they played down at Kennesaw State a few weeks ago and pitched really well that night. Went three innings, I believe, maybe four. 0-2 pitch, swung on and missed. He takes care of Hall Middleton, just like that, two up, two down, making quick work of the Aviators' bottom half of the lineup. Good pitch right there by Jake. Middleton, I don't know what he was expecting, but he's just like a boom, and he's, that one was outside and low and swung at it anyway. 
His worst outing was against the Wild Things. That was back when the Wild Things were trying to pick up their first win. He gave up four run runs, but they actually won that game 10-9. to The Wild Things almost came back and walked it off. The next earnings I was on that game mm-hmm. back in June. Bring it back up to should be the leadoff batter. It's going to be a pinch hitter. I do believe it's Brandon Kramer. So Number five, correct. So Rickheim's out. Brandon Kramer's in. Second pitch misses up outside. Yep. Number five is in there. It looked like, yeah, Brandon Kramer is batting. So we'll make that note. Yep. Interesting switch with how fast Rickheim is. He did have two strikeouts, though. 2-0 to Kramer. Swung on and missed. And that may be what they're doing. It's, it's, you know, it's nine to nothing. You don't want to concede, really, but you want to let get you know, these players came to play, and you want them to be able to play as, po- as many possible. So. And with four games this upcoming week, you want to give everyone a little bit of tune-up before mm-hmm. heading into a big week like that. Two-one pitch, popped up foul out of play. That's a big thing right there. You want to give some guys some swings as much as possible, and they uh, they come to play and want to play. And I know you want to want to have a good active roster, and you know I, th- I think we can really commend. Our local skipper, Mike Owens and Chris Carpenter, they've they basically had a different lineup every night that we've had them at home this year. And looking at the road games the next morning, they have too. Been able to play a lot of guys. Beaver Reddy's back in the count. Here's a 2-2 pitch just a bit outside. Payoff pitch to come. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Brandon Kramer awaiting it. Beaver has it. The 3-2 is cracked foul again. A good at bat by Kramer. You come to this game after sitting on the bench for so long, it's hard to face a pitcher, especially in Beaver, who's fresh out of the bullpen, ready to go. And Kramer's putting up a really good fight. Jake looks like he might be having a perspiration problem. He's wiping the hand a lot tonight. Shakes his head no. Now has something to agree on with Boyd, his catcher. Payoff pitch, it misses up high, and a two-out walk to Kramer will bring up Kyle Carlson. He did not want to do that, did he? First walk given up by Gainesville. Jonah Walker had zero, so Kyle Carlson will bat. The inning will continue. Gainesville hasn't really had much traffic on the bases. One, two, three inning in the first. Pitched around a hit-by-pitch in the third. Almost a 1-2-3 back in the fourth. The pitch from Beaver is a called strike. Back in the fifth, they had a 1-2-3 inning. So two out of the five innings have been 1-2-3s. And other than that, it's been four batters face for Walker. Hasn't had much trouble. Oh, one to Carlson is roped into left field. Going back on it. Jinx looks up. It's gone. A home run. The Aviators, just like that, are on the board. 9-2 is the score. The two-out walk comes to haunt Jacob Beaver, who gives up a two-run shot. Carlson jumped all over that one, didn't he? Hit it right on top of the batting cage out there with left field, number 95, Carlson, first hit of the night, and he made good work of it to make it 9-2 to two now in the top of the sixth inning. Beaver looked so comfortable. The first two batters got him yep. on swinging strikeouts, was ahead the whole time different story to Kramer and then Carlson. A called strike to Will Fincher. You really got to credit Kramer though with a long at bat. Saw a 3-2 count multiple times fouling off pitch after pitch. That ball's low to 
Fincher finally walked, and that brought up Carlson, who could just absolutely connect it with the baseball. And it kind of seems like a crapshoot for balls hit to left field today. We've seen a lot of them hit well and haven't gone out, and a couple that have been hit well and have gone out. So Just imagine where you hit it on the meat of the bat or not. A one misses low. Looking it over at uh, Coach Carpenter in the, bull, in the dugout to see what he's not be saying to his pitcher. 1-1. One, one. Fouled back our way. Arm high, knee high, Jake. Luckily, Beaver coming into a fresh new inning, so those runs are to him instead of Walker, who pitched great. High fly ball to left field. The ballpark will hold that. Jinx is under it. He has it and falls to the ground just to make sure he has it. So that'll end things for the Aviators here in the top half of the sixth inning. They get a two-run home run by Kyle Carlson. We head to the bottom half of the sixth inning. Score now 9-2, to Gainesville. You're listening on 97.5 Glory FM. Talking with Charlie Keene with Keene Green. And, Charlie, we've really got wallop with that cold weather. We really did. There's a lot of tree and shrub damage out there. Most of that is temporary, and it'll come back. But there's going to be some dead plants this year. Give us a call. Let us come out. We'll do an evaluation. We'll check your shrubbery. We'll see what's damaged and what's not. And then we can make a decision on whether to prune or replace. Get it done and get it done right with King Green. Find them at kinggreen.com or 770-536-7611. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sunbelt League Baseball action. They take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sunbelt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball is on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Who actually is not playing third base right now. It's going to be Brandon Kramer who came in to replace Rickheim. Number 35 hitting for us right here. That's going to be Tracy Mitchum. I'm looking over at who's at second base. Trying to see who's over there for the Aviators. Number 35, Tracy Mitchell. It looks like it's 35 actually for the Aviators that's over there at second base. All right, if we've got a 35 for them, their 35 is going to be, uh, I don't see a 35 on, yeah, Aiden McSherry is their 35. So Aiden McSherry takes over for Rickheim. Brandon Kramer takes over for Carlson. Not sure where Carlson is right now after that two-run blast. They might have taken him out. Mm-hmm. You've done your job. First pitch is just a bit outside. As we mentioned, the batter now, Tracy Mitchum. Colby Camps is catching now. Wow. 32. A lot of changes. Hard to keep Colby up Camps over here. Now for the <laughs> so, I'm assuming Theo Bryant is out after his home run. Tracy Mitchum in. Next one to Mitchum is a called strike. Camps behind home plate. He'll take over for Luke Carroll. Camps has that 
flowing blonde hair. It's crazy bleach blonde. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? I, I, get, I always think when I look at him, he's like those the high school guys that go to the state games and they all dye their hair blonde. I know Pope does that. <laughs> Carson Curse over there, I think he's still recovering from that blonde hair. The ball misses up high, a five-pitch walk. Puts Tracy Mitchum on and sends back up the top of the order. Kane Jinks. Number 14, yep. Kane Jinks. Kane Jinks is now the leadoff batter. He replaced Brandon Prince in the field. Prince ends his night, a base hit. That's it for him, a fly out and a ground out. Parker, once again, working right from the stretch. He delivers a ball low. McSherry at second. Kramer at sh at third. Curse still over there at short. Not budging from him. Tanner Patterson still at first base. Parker set. He's ready. He'll throw to first. The ball gets away. There goes Kane Jinx. He'll take a big turn around second, and he'll stay there as Patterson finally retrieves the ball. Miss Q for A.J. Parker, and it looks like they're just letting him eat innings at this point. Same thing they kind of did for Jake Webb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tracy Mitchum down at second now. Oh, it's, yeah, Tracy Mitchum. Kane Jinx is the batter. After him would be Matt Rose. Looks like we have another pinch hitter. So Owen Gunyan's on that. Owen Gunyan, that's right. He came in for Rose in the field. Pitch misses up high. Two balls, no strikes. Parker getting behind in a lot of these counts he's in so far. He's ready. 2-0, nowhere near. Three balls, no strikes. Good Parker. job by Camps to scoot over there and pick that one up, keeping it from going by him. Parks recently in there for Luke Carroll, who comes out. Modest lead at second by Tracy Mitchum. Nine to your score. 3-0, too far inside. A four-pitch walk after the five-pitch walk to Mitchum. Kane Jinx is aboard. Two Number on, two. nobody Owen. out for Owen Gunyan. As we mentioned, came in for Matt Rose. Infield fly rule is in effect with nobody out here in the bottom of the six. Gainesville leading it nine to two. Gainesville not done yet. Another inning with runners in scoring position. Gunyan takes a strike right down Peachtree. No balls, one strike. Sun really now starting to set. Big orange haze out right field. By the foul pole. Oh, one. Caught a corner on the outer half. And just like that, A.J. Parker is ahead 0-2 after back-to-back -back counts where he's been out behind and nowhere near getting even or ahead in the count. Mitchum at second. Jinx at first. Another pinch hitter at the plate. That ball gets away from Colby Camps. Moving up 90 feet is Mitchum and Jinx. They're in there safely. Just like that, second and third. It's going to be a pass ball on Colby Camps in the dirt. And he did a good job of blocking it up. I don't know if there's much more he could do. The ball just seemed to scamper away. Got to knock that rascal down, didn't he? 
One ball, two strikes. Throw away pitch for A.J. Parker there. See what he does, a 1-2 count. Here it is, that's outside. Owen Gunyan trying to get back those two runs given up by Jake Beaver, who came in to replace Jonah Walker, who looked lights out. No walks, six strikeouts, two base hits given up. And just three for the Aviators. They all of a sudden have two runs, though. That ball's outside. Parker was ahead 0-2. Oh, now it's 3-2. Payoff pitch to come. You do have a base open. But when you had him 0-2, oh, you think you've just got to find a way to get him out. Got it. Got almost, almost the first three pitches. You don't want to go 3-2 on the guy. But now you got to make a perfect pitch, pretty much. Here's the payoff. Poke down the line, and it's going to be foul. Over by the tarp. Aviators bullpen will come and grab that. Good fight by Gunyan. Three straight pinch hitters. And we know it's Jeremiah Boyd who has a bat on the on-deck circle, so no change there. However, it does not look like it'll be Corey Collins in the hole. Another payoff pitch for Gunyan. Ground ball to short. Carson Curse has it. Throws to first just in time to get the runner Gunyan, but that'll play to run. Tracy Mitchum comes across to score. Gainesville gets one back. It's 10-2. to Moving to third is Kane Jinx. And up to bat is Jeremiah Boyd. Jeremiah seen the ball pretty decent. He's filled a choice and grounded out twice, so he's looking to get on track. He could, I say he redeem himself with the home run right here, would put him up on the 10-run rule right here. Still have to play. Seven full. Seven full. Or they or have six to hit half the seven, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Gainesville love to get a couple more, get that mercy rule. Just need three more outs if they can get the two um, two runs to come across. One ball, no strikes. That ball was in the dirt to Jeremiah Boyd. Grounded into a fielder's choice. Grounded to sh- uh, third base as well. one pitch. Just a bit outside. No action in the bullpen on our third base side for the Aviators. There is some action in the Gainesville bullpen. Looks like Kyle Henley is on deck. Mm-hmm. He came in to run. 2-0 is bounced to third and off the glove of Brandon Kramer. Curse has it, but he'll have to put into his back pocket. Boyd, with that good speed for a catcher, legs it down the line. He picks up an RBI, three, and it's going to be a Bentley. error for the third baseman, Brandon Kramer. Officially the second error. They've got, I think, five on the board, but officially by the scorekeeper, two errors tonight by the Aviators. And a tough play for Brandon Kramer at third. He was charging it. In, the in between hop, too, because it yeah. came up off the grass. But I do agree with the call and error there, something that got to just find a way to knock it down, and with a – Slower runner, I guess not for catchers-wise. Boyd gets down there pretty quick. He does. But a slower runner like that, you got time to collect yourself. I think Kramer was just working a little too quickly. 1-0 to Henley, misses outside. Two balls, no strikes. Here in the bottom half of the sixth inning, Gainesville. Already got those two runs back, looking for more. If they can get just one more, it'll be a 10-run lead, and then they just need three more outs in the top half of the seventh to go home. 2-0, 2-0, misses again, a good stop by Colby Camps. Boyd not going to test his arm. Just one out here, a three-ball, no-strike count. 
Suddenly Parker back to his old ways in the first couple of innings. He's pitched, getting behind on batters. He walked the first two guys. That was Mitchum and Jinx. Both of them have scored. Next one to Henley at the 3-0 green light. And swings at a potential ball. That one in the outer part of the plate. That is the umpire's sweet zone today. So mm -hmm. for Henley's sake, I'm going to say that that was a strike either way. 3-1. That one's way too far outside. And a one-out walk puts runners at first and second. The batter will be Zach Zara in for David Lewis. Number 20, Zach came Zach in defensively Zara. in the top of the inning. Zara on the season, batting 206, uh, 13 plate appearances, 6 for 13. He does have a home run and four RBIs, the left-hander does. Zach Zara stands in, he fouls that one back. No balls, one strike. He's got one of them Deion Sanders chains around his neck, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Big old thick chain right there. It sure yeah. is. I never wondered how players can play like that. Hey, uh, Ronald has four or five uh, on them. Yeah, he does. I mean, I guess if football players can play with helmets, they can play with a little bit of jewelry on their neck. This one's roped down the right field line. It's foul. <laughs> first base coach trying to will it fair. Cole Woodhall's like pointing, pointing for it to be fair. And the first base umpire, Rusty Griffin, grinning at him like, yeah, right. The biggest fans <laughs> here are the players themselves. And Monhall, one of them. The first base coach trying to will it fair. Ah, foul ball. No balls, two strikes. Kyle Henley aboard at first. It's Jeremiah Boyd at second base. The batter, Zach Zaro, I mentioned, came in to replace David Lewis defensively last half inning at third. On deck is Riley Stanford, so him and Boyd remain unchanged. They are in a bit of a hold. Oh, excuse me, that's not Riley Stanford. That's going to be Baker. Looked like Stanford over there. No, they look alike. Yeah, Derek Baker doesn't pick. Oh, two, misses outside. It gets away from Colby Camps. Station to station goes Henley and Boyd. Second and third it is. And I'm looking at Baker over there, and it really does look like Stanford they with do. the hair they, flowing they look, out the yep. back. They look they look almost alike. You have to look at the numbers because Riley's 18 and Derek is eight. Always have to <laughs> that look doesn't the help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 18 and eight. Oh boy. Okay. So Derek Baker on deck. We'll see if he gets to bat, barring a double play. Parker comes set. 1-2 to Zara. It's correct foul. And you mentioned that chain. That is glistening out here. Those are some real diamonds on that thing. It looks like it's in I mean, every time. Every time he takes a big swing, it pops out, of his, out from under his shirt, there, doesn't it? That just gives him an excuse to flash it again, put there it back in go. his shirt. You know there what I mean? There you go. <laughs> Parker ready. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Hit to second base, and it's trapped by Aiden McSherry. He'll throw to first base. Bang, bang, play, but they got him. That will score Boyd. It's now a 10-run game, and you wonder if McSherry could have taken just one step in and caught it on a line. Exactly, exactly right. Well, and the play before that, that they threw, the, that the ball got away from the catcher. Did you see how the catcher, instead of turning his glove over, and having it facing out to the left, he tried to backhand it, and it went off the heel of his glove and bounced away, allowing that guy, those guys to move up. So now there's two outs, and you got Derek Baker now steps up to the plate. So if you're watching, you might say, for the Aviators' sake, yeah, trade an out for a run, but with now it being a mercy rule, I don't know if you would do that. You'd try to make that play the best you can if you're at second base. McSherry called strike for Baker. 
Riley Stanford's doppelganger. No balls, one strike. A.J. Parker did get ahead of Zach Zara in that at bat. And another called strike, 0-2. He's ahead here. Damage has been done. It's a 10-run lead. After this inning, the Aviators will have three outs to work with to try to put at least one run and break the mercy rule. Parker, a long look in. It's been a long inning. He agrees with his catcher, Camps. 0-2, and it's outside. Seventh batter in this inning, Vic, for the Gold Diggers. They lead it 12-2. to Kale Strickland has grabbed a bat. Oh, excuse me, he is the extra hitter tonight. Yep, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to the pinch hitters now. Yep. So that remains the same. 1-2 to Baker. Too far outside. Well, the only one that's remained is Jeremiah Boyd. He stayed in as an EH. Everybody else has been a pinch hitter in this inning. Coach Owens getting his money's worth tonight with all the players, letting him play. Baker just 24 at-bats and four hits. Deuces wild here. The pitch to Baker. Swung on and missed. The Aviators are finally done here in the bottom half of the sixth inning, but three more runs come across for Gainesville. It's a 12-2 lead when we come back after this. You're listening on 97.5 Glory FM. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your A.C. dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. An essential part of the community, you can count on Riverside Pharmacy to be able to help take care of your health care needs. Your neighborhood pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy are experts in their field, and they are always here to take care of all of your prescription needs. If you're sheltered in, they'll deliver your prescription to you. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. The Gainesville Gold Diggers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Welcome back to Ivy Watson Field. Back with the play-by-play, here's Joe. Thank you, Vic. I appreciate that. New pitcher, Corbin Little, Lakeland, Florida native, University of South Florida. The left-hander will stand in. Corbin has pitched sparingly. He has only got four innings in on the season was roughed up in that one game that he was in. No record on the season. Corbin is, uh, let me find him again. 5'10", 200 pounds, sophomore down at USF. Plays with Matt Rose down at South Florida. Not much work for him either. Just those four innings. Yep. Giving up seven earned runs, though. So yeah. he's had a lot of trouble. And for Coach Owings, it's a perfect game to put him in. You're up ten runs. Look, you tell him, look, go out here, take First care strikes. of this game, and get us out of here. How about that? Exactly. Due up is Tanner Patterson, Harris Salata, and Carson Curse oh. for the Aviators. It's Let's see be, if they have any substitutions. They do. It's going to be J.D. Del Valley to pinch hit for the Aviators. Right. Del Valley. Del Valley. The, is, Del, is that it? Del Valle. That's it. I'll get it right Del there. Del Valle. Del Valle. He played last night. 
J.D. Devalier is going to be in for Tanner Patterson. Yeah, I, I like the way you say it way better than when I well, said it. <laughs> that, well, I would have said the same thing, but luckily last night Coach Jerry was that went down and got the got the uh, pronunciation for us right. So, Dad Devalier, and I have to spell it like I would pronounce it. Devalier wears number 21, his first appearance tonight. Corbin Little, the left-hander, looks into his battery mate. Number 23, Jeremiah Boyd. The first pitch. Strike on the outside corner, 0-1. Good way to start it off right there. Looks like the on-deck man is a lot. I'm not sure if that's correct. We'll check here in a moment. Looks like a 33 out there. The 0-1 pitch. Here it is. Outside, 1-1. One one. one ball, one strike. You're listening to Gold Digger Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. 12-2 is your score. Gainesville leads it here in the top of the seventh inning. They need three outs, and to keep playing, the Aviators need one run. A little flare over the third first base side. One ball, two strikes now. And Gainesville pitching has been lights out today. Even with those two runs, it was mm-hmm. one bad pitch by Beaver last exactly. inning, and that was it. It's just one bad pitch. Have not had many base runners on. Just three hits given up by Walker and Beaver combined. A little Trying to keep it at three as he takes a long look in. Someone's got to call time. Yep, it's going to be J.D. And he kind of knew that was coming. That happened early, earlier uh, with with the Jonah up there. Jonah took a little too long for the batter at that point back in like the third inning. He took a little long and the batter called time. And get one timeout per at bat, I understand. Pitch from Little. Swung on and missed. Struck him out. Got him with the high cheese. You know what they say, Joe. Don't say yes to the high cheese. That's right. Well, he, he said yes on that one, and it cost him. So, yeah, Harris Salata will stand in. Salata is one for two on the day. From Duluth, Georgia, stands in. Salata looking to try and get him. He's the right fielder. Has been all day for the Aviators. So what Corbin can do with this matchup righty against Lefty, first pitch, inside corner, call strike one. Good location on that one. Number 10 is our pitcher, Corbin Little. Corbin stands in, gets his sign from Jeremiah. You'll want high and deep out into right field. That ball's going to carry all the way out and hit on the ground and hit the fence. Little's going to go. Our right fielder is Kane Jinks. He's going to throw it in, or excuse me, Brady McDevitt, and it'll be a double by Harris Salata with one man out here in the seventh inning. And a weird route by Brady McDevitt. He's coming really hard towards the ball, or really hard towards the side, trying to cut it off, and the ball got behind him and took him a little while to get uh, to it. I wonder if he went more towards the wall and at an angle if he could have got it better off the wall and made a better throw to second base. Obviously, Salada in there standing. I don't think anything changes or takes away from that double, but a weird route by McDevitt would like to see him take a less of a sharp angle and maybe fire a better rocket to second base. Nevertheless, Carson Curse, the hitter, stands in 0 for 2 on the night. First pitch to him is a ball. 1-0, and 
Trying to keep that man stranded at second here in this inning with one out. Curse and bright rooms on deck for, looks like I have a pinch hitter, though. Little looks in. The pitch. Swung and a missed. One that kind of stayed up there. Might have been a little rotation on it there. One ball, one strike now. It's going to be Seth Jones on deck for the Aviators. Seth Jones, he played, started and played last night. 0 for 3, two strikeouts last night. Trying to right the ship if he can get a, an at-bat. The 1-1 now coming. Here it is. Low. Great, one. great stop by Boyd. Mm-hmm. Did very, a nice job. Very different story than Carroll has had a tough time behind home plate for the Aviators. Boyd's been a brick wall. If you're a pitcher, you're feeling really comfortable with Boyd back there. Anything you throw in the dirt that's even on purpose, you're happy to throw it there knowing that he's going to block it up for you. Him and Kale have been pretty consistent with that this year, which has been good. Inside corner now, strike two. Two and two. Let's see what he does. He's ahead in the count. Two balls and two strikes, or even, I guess, as you might call it. That's a hole of the head because he's got a pitch to waste to go three and two. Kerr still with the strikeout bug, has 29 and leads the team by seven. Ooh. The pitch. Oh, got over his glove that time. There's the broadcaster's jinx. Yep, broadcaster jinx, and that sends Salada over to third after the pass ball. Not pass ball. Yeah, that was off the tip of his mitt. Went I, up. If he'd have raised the knees up a little bit, he might have caught that one. With how good Boyd's been, I'm sure that was a cross-up between him and his pitcher, not knowing that that ball would have been high or not knowing that it would have been that high, I mm-hmm. guess. so. Exactly. You never think it's going to take off on you like that. And that one just kept kept rising, it seemed like. Three balls, two strikes now. On curse. Pitch from Little. As he comes set. Here it is. A little flare down the right field line will be foul right over the fence. Great pitch by Corbin Little. I mean, a breaking ball, trusting it 3-2. Mm-hmm. Put it right over the heart of the plate. Only thing Curse could do is wait on it and get just a piece of it to stay alive. Let the defense play behind you. They need a big stop here. Runner at third would break the potential mercy rule. 12-2 your score, Gaines. will lead it here in the top of the seventh. Pitches outside, walked him. Had a little extra on that fastball. He fell down. He's still getting up. He, he's okay. Uh-huh. But a little extra giddy up on that fastball. I'm not sure that he needed it. It was way too far outside for Curse. At least now they do have the force out. Seth Jones. Seth Jones now will come up and pinch hit for Bryant Rones. Jones played last night pretty much the entire game. And he's not the typical double play candidate, you would say. Nope. Fairly fast. He, he was 0 for 3 last night. Struck out a couple of times. First time he was up play, hit a, hit a high fly ball out into center field. It was a pretty good shot. Now Coach Chris Carpenter goes out to have a word with his pitcher. Yeah, I think he's just telling him between the double and the walk to settle down. That first batter he faced was Tanner Patterson, and he was in complete uh, control for the hole at bat. Got him swinging and out in front on a fastball, I do believe. Mm-hmm. So for Seth Jones, just needs to get back in his normal groove, get ahead in the count, stay ahead, hopefully get a strikeout. Uh, I do believe that the infield, I, I guess they won't be in. 
I know it's a 10-run game. It's crazy to say that. But to protect the mercy rule, obviously, they weren't in on the last at-bat, so I don't believe they'll be in now. It is first and third, however. I'm curious to see if Curse will go first couple pitches, maybe even first pitch, and give Boyd a little decision. Does he throw it all the way down to second base, or does he cut it off? We'll see. See what they have right here. You have runner on first, which is Curse. Salada at third after the double and the pass ball to get him over there. Seth Jones is the batter for the Aviators. First pitch to him by Little. Here it is. Curveball outside corner. Caught it. Strike one. Great one. pitch. Mm-hmm. It was a 3-2 pitch they used for Carson Curse that Curse just fouled off. Got that little bite to it. Mm-hmm. And him being the left-hander, it comes back toward Seth Jones. Really nothing he could do. Corbin looks in. Here's the pitch. Swung on a miss at a pitch that dropped down and in on him right there. Beautiful pitch by looked, Corbin that time. Looked like a little sinker baller. Looked too much drop to be a changeup. And just like I said, probably what Carpenter told him, get ahead, stay ahead. He's 0-2 now. Maybe I should be a pitching coach. <laughs> One out. Here's the pitch. Curveball, swing and a miss, struck him out. Just what the doctor ordered. So after Coach Chris goes out there, he gets the strikeout. Coach Carp gives him applause. So two men out now. Still runners on the corner. Luke Carroll is scheduled, and nope, got number 32, which is the catcher now, Colby Camps. He came in defensively in the bottom of the sixth inning, and he'll bat now. Colby Camps. And Aviators down to their final out. First pitch is on the outside. That little curveball came over on the outside corner there again. It's not a big hammer of a breaking ball, just – a lot. It might even be a slider. I could be totally wrong. It looks more like a slider with that horizontal movement and its late movement too. And it's back door on these righty batters. It's so hard to pick up. The pitch fouled off down the first base side. Coach he, Carp's waiting on it. He's in full, complete control. That pitch was a fastball, same exact spot as the off-speed pitch. He's just setting up for something inside. He might go try. He might go back outside again. This one last pitch, try to waste something, go too far outside, get. Camps to chase. The 0-2 pitch by Little. Here it is. There's a base hit out into left field, and it will score Salata from third base. So we'll play the bottom of anyway, and Salata scores after the RBI single by Colby Camps and pushes Curse over to second base. Justin Isaacson, left fielder, will come up. He is... 0 for 1, hit by pitch his first time up. Struck out his last time. Looked like Little was trying to go outside again mm-hmm. and threw it right over the heart of the plate. The pitch. Outside to throw behind him. Got him. Got him! Right on top, beautiful throw down from our catcher, Jeremiah Boyd, to Derek Baker for the third out. One run on one hit. One man left on base. It is now 10 to 3. We go to the bottom of the seventh. You're listening to Gold Digger Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And, Charlie, if we don't want to be an involuntary blood donor, what do we need to do this year? Well, call King Green, of course. Our mosquito program is ongoing. We take care of the mosquitoes in your outdoor living areas and keep those safe, hospitable, and keep most of the mosquitoes out. It really works. 
It's a great program. Give us a buzz. Make your time outdoors more comfortable with help from King Green. Check them out today, kinggreen.com, or just give them a call, 770-536-7611. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sunbelt League Baseball action as they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sunbelt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. The Gainesville Gold Diggers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Back here at Ivy Watson, Gold Diggers lead it 12-3. to They got a run there in the top of the seventh, Vic, to kind of break the 10-run rule for a moment. And Kel Strickland, Cam Gidry, Brady Menevitt due up here in the bottom of the seventh inning. We'll see who it is. Yeah, we are going to have Kel Strickland up, due up first. He hit a double and got an RBI out of it or two the last time he was up. So let's see what he can do this time. Maybe he can go deep and see what happens and get everybody resituated. Same pitcher out on the hill for the Aviators, A.J. Parker. Parker in his, what, third inning, second, third inning of work. Third inning, I believe it is. Gold Diggers with three last inning with... They had uh, three runs on no hits, according to my stuff. Three walks, an error, second of the night by the Aviators. Yeah, for Parker, uh, two and two-thirds so far. He's going to have three hits, five runs. Four of them have been earned, four walks, just one strikeout. So he's had a tough time for this. But for this Aviators team, he's done a good job of eating innings. Same thing for Jake Webb, who opened it up for them. Exactly. The pitch. That first pitch is low, 1-0 and now. You know the the skipper, Mike Owens, would like to go ahead and push a run across early, get this, get this one over with. That one hit the about the 58-foot mark on the 60-foot, 6-inch length from pitcher's mound to home plate. Yeah, and now with it being in the seventh inning, you don't have to worry about scoring a run and protecting that run. You score a run, you're done. The pitch. Ground ball foul. The skipper backs up, plays it with his right hand. Looks like he was going to throw a BB and nobody wanted to catch it. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think A.J. Park was looking for a fresh pearl. <laughs> I think Owings was a little upset. He didn't get to make the peg. Boom. Yep, he was going to peg him right there. and he Just stick it in your pocket, Coach. Everything's good. Honestly, it's, it's worth saving the embarrassment, potential embarrassment. Ground ball up to the shortstop. He scoots over, <laughs> throws it over first. Nice play from Curse over to the first baseman there. For the out. It looks like it's going to be Brady Moore to pinch hit. Yep, what, Brady Moore. Great play by Curse. He glides to make these plays, and he just makes them look so easy. Cross-body throw up the middle. I'm telling you, it is so much harder than it looks, having to throw, run, and gather the ball at the same time. He makes it look so effortless. There's a ground ball foul down the third baseline. Well, the biggest thing that I see in that gliding across to there is the footwork. Mm-hmm. You've got to have yep. been really good. I know I'd trip up and plant, face plant <laughs> right there easily at second base. So these guys make it look very, very easy when they do stuff I like played that. second. I didn't have to make plays that difficult look easy. Uh, I was pitch. Low, one and one now to, to Brady Moore. 
and curses. He's so good in high school for Pope. That who he played with? Mm-hmm. Region right. seven, six, eight player of the year, senior year. That one bounced up and went by everybody. One Braves four hundred club all metro team in region play at a four ninety one batting average. Huh? Five fifty four OBP, three doubles, six triples. This is just in region play. Three bombs, twenty four RBIs, six stolen bases. He had three saves on the mound. Wow. Pope's Pope baseball's all time stolen base leader with forty four in his career. Wow. Pretty good stats for the young man. Here's the pitch. That one bounced away, too. Three balls, one strike now to Brady Moore. Yeah, Brady Moore coming in for Guidry. See if Brady has the green light here. McDevitt on deck for the Gold Diggers. Yep, it's still Brady McDevitt. And it should still be Mitchum, who came in to replace Theo Bryant mm-hmm. in the 10th spot. The pitch. Low, walked him. Another walk. There's the runner that the games will need. Brady Moore walks on five pitches. Now bring up Brady McDevitt. Brady is 0 for 2 on the day. Walked and scored his first time. Got on via an error and scored his second time up. Grounded out his last time. The left-hander stands in. He's from Marietta, Georgia. Brady is. McDevitt, 244 coming into this afternoon's game. Brady stands in, one man on, one man out here. 12-3 your score, Gold Diggers lead here in the bottom of the seventh inning. First pitch to McDevitt is a ball low, 1-0. It's now five walks for Parker in just three full innings. The 1-0 pitch. There was line. Boy, fat rascal, that might have scored Brady Moore if it had been down in the, in the corner as the bullpen gets busy down there and scoops that one up. Certainly with... How far away from the line Seth Jones is yeah, now. Seth, Seth is over there in front of the, the left field foul the, of light pole, so he'd had a good little long run and get that one. And Debbie stands in. That was way outside. Two balls, one strike. And Brady Moore stands at first. One man out here, bottom of the seventh inning. Gainesville looking for their 17th win of the season, the pitch. Strike Ooh. called. Mm. Looked like he started to go, but he's tucked across the, across the inside part of the plate for a strike. I, I'm guessing that's not on the swing with how uh, confidently the home plate umpire was, mm. but that looked a little inside to me. Two balls, two strikes, the pitch. Fouled over the screen to our left. McDevitt, our right fielder. Scored a couple of times tonight. Brady stands in. Brady, then Brady. Brady at first, followed by Brady batting the pitch. There's one hit out into left field. Left fielder comes in. That is Isaacson, makes the grab for out number two. F7, if you're scoring at home. Tracy Tracy Mitchum came in last inning and batted, walked, and scored. Went to after he walked, got to second. On another walk, then the pass ball got him to third, and he came in on a error that Jeremiah Boyd hit to the third baseman. First pitch to Tracy's high and inside, 1-0. Gainesville up by nine. You're in the bottom of the seventh. Pitch, pitch by Parker to Mitchum. 
outside corner. One and one. One ball, one strike. Two outs. The pitch by Parker. Foul tipped. One and two. He's one strike away from getting out without allowing a run. and mm-hmm. That's exactly what the aviators want. Because if you think about it, for them, they're just going to keep throwing A.J. Parker back out there to yep. keep eating up innings. It's more frustrating for Coach Owings, for the, the gold diggers, not really knowing what to do. You're one run away from packing up this ball game and letting your other pitchers who would potentially come in, giving them some resting time. It's not the case. The pitch, that one went behind Mitchum. Uh-oh. They've got him down at first, and they throw. Oh, he got back in, got the hand in before the tag was applied, I guess, on the helmet. How about that as Moore back in barely safely, I'll call it. Yeah, Moore was a sitting duck over there. (laughs) Good job by Camps to get the throw down there to their first baseman. There's a no-look tag. I don't know if that was the best idea. That pitch is inside now, makes it three and two. Brandon Kramer, their first baseman, applied it, but it looked like the hand might have got in there before. The three-two pitch, the payoff, here it comes. That one got by under the catcher. Oh, he's going to get a third. He is going to head down to third, so we'll have the one, the basically potential winning run, third, 90 feet from home plate. As Brady Moore able to scoot all the way over on the ball that went under the catcher's glove. It was a walk and then a wild pitch or pass ball. Number 14, Looking down. I'm going to say a wild pitch on that one. Yeah, it definitely looked like a wild pitch. I think Colby Camps attempted to block it up, and it got right under him. Unfortunately for him, the runner, uh, Brady, was going, and yep. he was able to move up uh, to third base. Kane Jinks stands in now. Kane. That, that goes. one goes away. Here, this one coming in. Here he comes. He's going to slide in. Will he be? He's out. Out at home plate. Of delayed as he hesitated at third. Coach Owens puts his head down so they can't score the potential winning run. It stays 12 to 3 Gold Diggers after seven complete. You're listening to Gold Digger Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooke's Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned air systems and train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Here we are back at uh, Ivy Watson Ball Field. Matt Mapes in now to pitch for the Gold Diggers, a right-hander. 
from Birmingham Southern College. It might be university, not sure. He is in the pitch, only his second, I believe, appearance so far this season. Matt comes in, pitched a little the other night. See if we have any. I do, yeah. Just one game, one inning. Not, that's what I thought. No hits, no runs, one walk, two strikeouts. So not much of a sample size on this guy. I'm just wondering why he was picked up so late into the season. I think uh, Birmingham Southern, he might have been one of those kids. And, and I talked to a couple of the, even our local guys that we had some teams that were going to play. Uh, for instance, even Jonah, our starting pitcher tonight, he was going to play with the team up north. And all of a sudden, they folded. So last minute, he went up down here. Luckily for us, he played for Tulane. And coach, that's where coach, the skipper, Mike Owens, played. So with having that connection, he was able to come and play for us here in Gainesville. Number 94, Justin Isaacson. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Gainesville. Last half inning, that blunder on the base pass by McDevitt mm-hmm. made such a – or was that Brady uh, – that was the other Brady, right? Yeah, Brady. Brady Mitchum. Mitchum. Because he made such a good heads-up play to on the stolen base. He saw the ball get away from camps, moved straight on to third base. See a lot of guys put their head down, don't really realize that ball got away. All right. Russ, Justin Isaacson at the plate, swung on and missed, or actually fell down into the third-base dugout. First pitch by Mapes is a strike. Isaacson 0 for 1 on the night. Here in the top of the eighth inning, 12-3, your score, Gainesville leads. High pop-up down the right field side. The right fielder comes on. He'll make the grab in foul territory. That's McDevitt for out number one. And you just think that play was so bang-bang at home. If he didn't hesitate, he was safe by it. He was, exactly. And he kind of started and stopped and then started again. And that hesitation cost him the run. And you could see his whole thought process, too. He's like, well, I should have gone. And the ball's still away from the catcher. I've got to try, you know. Well, I think that's something that Coach probably gives them the green light, if you will, and say, you got to make the judgment on that. Oh, definitely. That's that's uh, first – First, when you first see it in the dirt and it get away, you gotta decide if it goes far enough, and if it goes back towards the screen, you gotta that, go. That is all on the the base runner. You're from a young age, you're known to make that discretion, make that choice. Hall Middleton takes the first one for a ball, second one's fouled off at the plate, one and one. Middleton over two with a couple of K's this afternoon. Ten double digit strikeouts again for. Gainesville pitchers again today, 10 on the evening. Is Coach Carpenter a lefty? Nope. Yeah, I'm seeing He's him a right-hander. The, he just, the left he, hand. And he throws a BB with that left hand, doesn't he? That was a ground it, ball. Well, it looks a little unnatural. That's why I was wondering. Yeah, I didn't think that he'd be unnatural throwing the baseball. I thought just the opposite. I've, I've known Chris since he played Little League in Gainesville many, many years ago and been friends with the family, went to church with him for a while. Good folks. One two comes sidearm outside. Tried to get him to swing at that bad pitch. It was drifted off the plate there, wasn't he? Yeah, it just broke a little too early and not too deceiving for the batter. Two two pitch now. From Mapes. A little bit higher than the last one, but the same location though. Three balls, two strikes. Three two pitch now. Mapes looks in. Jeremiah Boyd gets his sign. Middleton awaits the payoff pitch. Got him swinging strike three. A lot of tail on that baseball. Yep. Starts middle in, then drifts outside, and then kind of comes back in. What I've noticed on uh, on guys that can drop three quarters or sidearm, 
Vic is that these guys can get a lot of tail on it, you know, and that helps them a lot because it deceives that batter just enough to make that split-second decision. Brandon Kramer up for his second time. He walked and scored back in the sixth inning. Kramer playing first base now. First pitch to him is on the outside corner. Strike one. Into the eighth inning, Gainesville probably not too worried about scoring, knowing that the bottom half of the ninth, or the top half of the ninth is looming. Outside, one and one now. I'll end you up. You'll have um, Jinx back up, Owen Gunyan and Jeremiah Boyd due up in the bottom of the eighth for Gainesville. The pitch way outside makes it two and one now. Two men out. Bottom of the eighth inning, as I said, Gainesville up by nine. 12 to 3. And scored early and often, getting three each in the first and second with home runs. One in the fourth, two in the fifth, three more in the sixth. And the pitch. Ground ball foul down the third base side again. Cooled off nicely as the clouds stayed around. Kept the sun right out of our eyes tonight. Sure did. Oh, sat over there in right field. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like we said when we started, we may should make ought to open that uh, mirror or window a little earlier, cool off a little bit. Swung on and missed. Struck him out. Struck out the side here in the top of the eighth, or two of the three anyway. Three up, three down. No runs, no hits, no errors for the Aviators here in the eighth inning. Well, and still 12 to three. Gladiator Gold Diggers lead it. You're listening to Sunbelt League Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Charlie King back with us from King Green. And I don't know about you, Charlie, but I've got much better things to do than pull weeds out of my lawn. I heard that. If you don't have weeds, you don't have a lawn. (laughs) Our job is to keep those weeds at bay year-round. Our program works by preventing weeds and by killing those that are already up. Give us a holler. We'd love to come out and take a look at your lawn. Keep it looking good with King Green. Easy to do. Find out more online at kinggreen.com or just give them a call, like Charlie said, at 770-536-7611. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sunbelt League Baseball action as they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sunbelt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball is on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Toss goes down to second from Camps down to Aiden McSherry. Leading off here in the bottom of the eighth inning, Kane Jinks, then Owen Gunyan, and then Jeremiah Boyd, if he stays in, will be the first three hitters. They lead it off here. The leadoff hitter, Jinks, 0 for 0, walked and scored his only at bat this evening. He's now in left field. The pitch. Kane hits one high over towards the first base dugout. We'll go out of play. 0-1. Jinx on the season. 273 coming in. Still there. Let's see. He's 3 of 11. Just 11 at bats. Mm-hmm. 
He does have a home run in four RBIs. He's pitched a little bit for the Gold Diggers. That pitch must have been inside. One and one. Played in just five games so far compared to a lot of other guys. It's not many. So maybe a, a bench piece behind David Lewis, who's a big power hitter. Lewis, I guess, played third base today, but normally, or at least on the stat sheet here, it has him at first base. Kane Jinks from Carnesville, Georgia, Franklin County High School, 6'3", Tennessee Tech guy. Catcher. Camps goes out and talks to Parker. Parker in his fourth inning of work tonight. Four innings each by these pitchers tonight. As you said. He'll be into his fourth with a, an out or two, I do believe. Gotcha. Yes. Pitch to Jinx. Low, slipped under the catcher's glove. It's now two and one to Kane Jinx. Yeah, Parker, three and two thirds, three hits, five runs, four of them earned, six walks. That's been mm. the kicker. That works every day, won't it? The pitch, that big curveball late came in there beautifully, broke nicely mm-hmm. right across. One of the best curveballs we've seen all night. Yeah, that's what Jake Webb was trying to throw through mm-hmm. the first part of this ball game. And A.J. Parker able to find it. Jinx awaits the 2-2. Bounced up. Goes full on him now. 3-2. and two. For Gainesville, just need a base runner. And if I were them with a nine-run lead, and having the opportunity to score one and get out of here, put the guy, uh, put the base runners on the move, shake things up a bit. Get them on and bunt. Get them on and bunt. <laughs> yeah, play small ball. Make make them make the mistake. Exactly. Right. The payoff pitch now to Kane Jinx. Here's the pitch from Parker. High pop-up on the infield. First baseman's going to have a chance. That's Kramer. Just in foul territory for out. Number one. Number two, Owen F3, if you're scoring at home, brings up Owen Gunyan. Owen grounded out to the shortstop, first time up. Fielder's choice for the first out of the inning. Did drive in a run, though, that high chopper. And it's still going to be Jeremiah Boyd on deck. Okay, Jeremiah will stay in the game. It looks like him and Strickland and McDevitt so far are the only ones remaining from the original starting lineup. Gotcha. Gunyan stands in. High pop-up, catcher coming back. He'll make the play. That's the catcher camps right there about midways on the warning track for out number two. One swing of Owen Gunyan's bat was a F2 and two outs. Jeremiah now. Unfortunately for Parker, it seems like he's settling in as we get into the later parts of the uh, the game. Long pitches, yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate because there's now a 12-run lead. Mm-hmm. Or not 12-run. I mean, 12 runs put up. It's a nine-run lead. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he feels more comfortable through the early parts. Four runs might have gotten back. Jeremiah stands in. Been on the base a couple of times. Scored a couple of times. First pitch to him is outside. Been up four times. He is 1, 2, 3, 0 for 4, unfortunately. Been on with an error and a fielder's choice. And scored both of those. The 1-0 pitch to Jeremiah Boyd. Outside, 2-0. Two balls, no strikes to the EH. Our catchers now for Jeremiah Boyd. The pitch, low and away, 3-0 now. And even if Gainesville 
uh, does win, which they're on pace two, being up nine. They lose on the pitching side. They had four pitchers go in this game already, mm -hmm. just two for the Aviators. And even with the, a bad loss this is, if they do, as that pitch this is upstairs in a four-pitch walk, they still only pitch two guys in uh, Jake Webb and A.J. Parker, and they're looking to go into this next series having won a game against the best team in the league, yep. lost the other one, but they have their pitchers lined up. It looks like Brandon Boggs make a, a call to the bullpen yeah, here. Yeah, he's, uh, he's finally going to go out there after the It's kind of late there. It's, it's odd very they odd. Are. I, I would keep him in and just say keep eating up innings. Uh, maybe he wants to get one guy tuned up for this week. Um, which would be a good idea. He's not going to pitch too much, I guess. We'll have the call to the bullpen. We'll be back right after this. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your A.C. dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. An essential part of the community, you can count on Riverside Pharmacy to be able to help take care of your health care needs. Your neighborhood pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy are experts in their field and they are always here to take care of all of your prescription needs. If you're sheltered in, they'll deliver your prescription to you. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Now, back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Harris Salata. Comes in out of the bullpen. He, uh, Salata, started the game and right field. And now he'll come in and pitch. Try to finish up pitching, I guess, for the Aviators. It's a new position. And, uh, yeah, I was wondering why they would make this move. Just let Parker go ahead and finish. But Parker, he was at 93 pitches. That's a lot. Wow. So wow. they didn't want to keep him going, and rightfully so. So they're putting in a position player. Not sure if Salata has any pitching experience. I'll, I'll look on that. Uh, I, I don't believe he has. Uh, but interesting move. Uh, definitely the right move. A nine-run deficit. Brandon Boggs calling upon one of his position players. See it often in the MLB now. A mm -hmm. lot more than you used to. You even do not blow out wins, that's yeah, for sure. and way less than nine runs, i tell you that. We've seen six, seven-run games, and they already have a position guy in. Kyle Hanley will come up now, runner on, two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. That one bounces up there and bounces down the first baseline all the way, almost down to first base, and the catcher camps, tracks it down. He'll get it and toss it back to the home plate umpires. They have a new... Baseball out there to their pitcher. Salata will look in. The kid comes up. The pitch to Henley. That one bounced up again. 2-0. And I can definitely say he's overthrowing because he's not used to doing it probably. And it's different down there in the bullpen where there's nobody batting. And then you got a guy up there with a stick in his hand. The 2-0 pitch. To Kyle Henley. Here it is. Inside 3-0. He's bringing it, I'll tell you that. Yep. That ball's coming in there. That one came inside. Kyle started to go, but held up just in time. Three balls, no strikes. Two men on. 
Jeremiah Boyd down at first. The pitch. Strike one call outside corner. Three and one. And for Salada, um, he is a transfer out of Florence Darlington Tech College. Three years of eligibility remaining. Here's a pitch from Salada. That one stayed way outside. Walked Kyle Henley. So now we got runners at first and second with two outs. Both on walks. I'm doing stalker mode on Salada, and I'm not finding anything on pitching. So maybe some in high school can't dig up anything uh, in school right now. Lately, Zara, Zach Zara comes to the plate, grounded out second to first. His only time at bat this evening. Zach would like to end it right here and hit one in the gap, wouldn't he? All you need is a base hit. Here we go, Zach. First pitch to him is inside, bounced away. Not far enough for anybody to advance. Cam's having to do a lot of work, but mm-hmm. he's blocked up most balls. Not a lot has gotten by. Not a lot has been his fault. He's going to have a talk with Salada. And this is where I'm not really sure what Camps will be telling him, a non-pitcher. It looks like it's nothing too big, maybe stuff that, you know, probably what you were saying, stop overthrowing the ball. Exactly. <laughs> Throw it to the glove and don't overthink. Mm-hmm. And, and especially if you're a position player, just – yeah. Pretend like you're having a catch with the catcher. That's it. Yeah, exactly. But, but throw it as hard as you can. Or throw it as hard as you can with control, I guess. you. Uh... Got to have control. The 1-0 pitch. Low. He's thrown one strike in his, what, uh, four, five, six, seven pitches. Yeah, this is like the not fun part about a position player pitching. You might yeah. as well just throw it over the plate see what happens. Baseball's so tricky. Two-0. Bounced up good. Wow, what a <laughs> snack by Camps. That one bounced, and he kind of slung his glove Ole style and caught it. Keep the runners from advancing right there. Three balls, no strikes now. Well, I've you and I have both seen some of those guys. When they come in there and do it, they'll 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 lollipop it in there. Yeah. Just throwing it across, you know, the position players will. But they master the EFIS, which yeah, is crazy. EFIS, exactly. That pitch, look at that one. Right down Inside the Inside corner, boom, for a strike. Really it, nice pitch by Salada. And people don't understand how hard Ephus is because you have to get it up there so high, but you also have to throw it so slow. Mm-hmm. The 3-1. There's a ground liner right out to the shortstop for out number three. So two men reach, but the third man is out. No runs. No hits. Two men left on base. After eight innings, 12-3. Gold Diggers lead it. Charlie King from King Green back with us, and we're talking about making sure your lawn has grass in it, but not weeds. How do we do that? Call King Green. Right now, most lawns have some weeds. We've had a lot of rain. The weeds are growing. King Green has the right system and the right products to get those weeds out of your lawn, get it healthy, get it green. Get it moving for the year. Yeah, you can do post and pre-emergent, right? Absolutely. Yeah, check them out. King Green Online, kinggreen.com. On the phone, 770-536-7611. Call them today. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sun Belt League Baseball action as they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sun Belt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sun Belt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. The Gainesville Gold Diggers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Well, another uh, 
good outing in uh, Tampa Bay tonight, Vic. Understanding four to nothing. The Braves won last night to go 59-28, trying to win 60 games before the All-Star break. How yeah. about that? How about that? Spencer Strider, six and a third, four hits, no runs, one Definitely. walk, 11 strikeouts, adding to his lead leaguing total. He's got to be up around 160, maybe 170 now. Too bad for him. He's not going to be able to play in the All-Star game yeah. having pitched today. The All-Star game is on Tuesday. Yeah, he and um, there's one other said they might not play. And then Dansby Swanson was, I think, chosen from the Cubs to yeah, go. he and can't. He's on the 10-day DL I read this afternoon. So uh, Too bad Orlando Arce is the starter. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, Braves, eight players from the Braves roster playing for the All-Star. Kyle, Number 95, Kyle, Kyle Carlson will come up. He is 1-4-3 today, that home run. Back in the sixth inning, scoring the two runs at the time, keeping us from going with the run rule victory. First pitch by Matt Mapes in his second inning of work. Here's the pitch to Carlson. Ball, 2-0. Carlson, third baseman today from Marietta. Oh, there goes Boyd. Boyd's going to come out, so they're going to give Jeremiah, and they're going to give him a big hand, and Jeremiah comes out. That was his last game. Oh, last game tonight. Okay, so he must be uh, headed back to school or whatever. So got number 24, Logan Murphy, coming in. Try to collect his final uh, stat line by the end of this ball game. We're taking a look at it right now. Well, came into the game 333, 16 hits and 48 at bats. So, nothing to hang your head on about that. Great performance for them, young man. Yep, he's uh, he's had a super season. Great young man, nice person, personality. Has a foul ball down the first third base side, grabbed there by Zach Zara. And hate to see him have to leave for a while. He's been a stalwart back there behind the dish this season for. The gold diggers. Yeah, with no hits, it looks like he's going to finish a little under 333, but still well over 300 as that's a called strike. Strike call, two and two now. Well, super year for the young man. He's uh, contributed, always smiling, and uh, glad, to have, glad to have been a part of this team. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on a miss, struck him out. And now Will Fincher will come to the plate, I believe. He's Number due up. Will Fincher. Yep. Fincher will come to the plate. Powder Springs native will come up now. Finishing just under three hours tonight, I do believe. All the pitching changes we've had. The pitch way outside. Great stop. Good job by Logan Murphy. Logan looks over and points at his <laughs> man he took. See, I can do that too. <laughs> Letting everyone know. Third catcher they brought in. He's not skipping a beat. The pitcher throws one in there just inside, one and one. Or two and oh, excuse me. Mapes gets his sign from Logan Murphy. The pitch outside, three and oh. Ah, needs to needs to throw a strike here. Yeah, he does. You can't have a four-pitch walk up nine and with one out. Exactly. Got to let the defense play, 40, son. That's that's what I'm saying if I'm the coach. Let the defense play. The 3-0. Outside corner, 3-0-1. Just got the call. Put a good pitch. Back in the count. 
use something to challenge uh, the batter here. That'd be great. 3-1 pitch. One man out. Here's a pitch. Foul ball. That's exactly what I was saying. Something that challenged Will Fincher. Got mm-hmm. him to swing. Got him out front. Now 3-2. Just like that, you're one strike away. Three balls and two strikes. One out. Diggers lead it 12-3. to Chop off the ninth inning. Going for their 17th win of the season. Fly ball out into deep left Uh-oh. field. All our left fielder can do is watch it. Now it is 12-3. That is the furthest ball we've seen tonight. Yeah, he hit that one way over the bullpen out there, or over the batting cage, as Fincher did for his second, or first home run of the night, but second hit. That got out in a hurry, too. Yeah, he drilled that one, so it is now 12-4. to four. And like I said, the Aviators Number losing, 21, but they're really winning in, in terms of uh, pitching and, and hitting, too. They scored four runs. They're, they're really putting the pressure on these Gold Digger pitchers, even mm-hmm. with an now eight-run lead. They've, uh, these Gainesville pitchers have thrown a lot of pitches, yep. having now four guys on the mound. Having to. 12-4. Ooh. That, ooh, that one came in on. He was already swinging. Hit off the handle and yeah. broke it. Yeah, He's having up. to throw that one away and go get another one. Said they broke two last night very badly right out here in front of home plate on oh, broken back. I saw that one like split right in half. Yep. I was watching it. Yep, sure did. Had a couple last night and one right there because he hit it right off, right above his hands when he swung at it. Oh, and one now to yeah. Duvalier. Oh, for one. I think they usually bring at least two bats to every game. Yeah, I'm sure they have some knock around bats just in case. Let's take the fungo bat and use it. <laughs> that one's outside. One and one now to Duvalier. If you square one up on the fungo, oh boy. <laughs> exactly. You're a hero. That's exactly right. One ball, one strike. One out and one in. 12-4 your score. Gainesville with the lead. That one came way inside. Two and one. I'm sure that Coach Owens and Coach Carpenter are like, we got to put them away, guys. The two-one pitch, that one's outside, three and one. And nothing to hang your heads on here if you're the Aviators. Tough outing. Well, they battled by your two pitchers, but the bats battled and they're never truly out of it. Four, hmm. ball four, walked him. Wow. Aviators, they just don't want to leave Gainesville. They, exactly, they don't want to get out of town. That's for sure. And mm-hmm. they must know, be enjoying the lake over here. Coach Carp and. <laughs> Coach Owens don't want to warm anybody up out there. They won't. This is the game of Matt Mapes to finish here, but he just needs to finish strong. Double by Salata last time he came in to pitch the top of the inning. First pitch to him is a ball. Doubled and scored his last time up. Now trying to help himself out. Yep. They can get a one-out one rally. <laughs> Maybe it's Salata back out on the mound for a tie ball game. You never, you never know. know. That's right. The pitch, foul back to the screen. One ball, one strike. Salada looking to be a perfect double play candidate. Tall and lean. I'm sure he can get down the line pretty quick with those long legs, but I'm not sure if he's the speediest aviator. Brady Moore's our shortstop now. That ball's inside. Makes it two balls, one strike. Brady, it's short. Wow, Salada's stolen six bags. He's only been caught once, so 
The pitch. Correct myself. Fly ball hit foul over the first base side. Two balls, two strikes now. One out. Top of the ninth inning. Diggers lead it by eight, 12 to four. The pitch by Mapes. Here it is. Came inside. Hit him right on the sleeve, and he's going to first with a hit by pitch. Yeah. Moans and groans up here in the booth, and everyone's kind of wondering when this thing will finally end, and Coach Carpenter is going to try to go figure that out himself. Carpenter's going out, and there, uh, and then Coach uh, Owens is bringing some more baseballs to the home plate. Carson Curse is coming up to the plate now. Carson is 0 for 2, walked left strand his last time up. Carp's out there. I don't want to say he's reading the right act, but he's letting Mapes know this is what you have to do. Don't need to do this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yep, and last time he came out there, it really helped uh, Corbin Little, yeah. who was out there at the time. He did. So maybe it'll help right here and we can get a double play ball or a strikeout or a pop-up or something. I'll tell you, Carson Curse is not the double play candidate. He's yeah. a speedster, set Pope's uh, all-time record of stolen bases in his career with 44 total. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, a, he's a stocky build, a shortstop. But he gets down the line super Kinda like quick. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, yeah. uh, our yep. catcher is is just a, it's deceptively fast. You know, you look at him and you think, okay, it's a spark plug, but he can he's quick. Yeah, and can run. Hundred percent. Kind of like Cole Munhall, our uh, man down there at the end. He's just speedy, <laughs> quick on his feet. So, <laughs> yeah, you probably could tell by the loss. He's not agreeing with us. Infield fly rules in effect. Everybody defensively playing behind the runners. The pitch by Mapes. High fly ball into left center. Long run. And our left fielder, Wow, cut right in front of Henley. That was Kane Jinks. He makes the grab in front of Kyle for the out. When it was out number two. When it was first shot up there, they, I kind of saw them both looking at each other. Who's going to call yeah, it? Yeah, I was afraid it was going to go in between them or they're going to run into each other. Worst case scenario, you know. That's one of the scariest things in baseball. Mm-hmm. Watching some air quote bloopers last night, we're playing it. Major League guys were running into each other, and I was like, "Ooh, that just hurts watching." Yeah, it happens from the biggest level of baseball to the smallest. Seth Jones stands in first pitch to him. Strike outside corner. Oh, and one, two outs now. Two runners on. One run in here. It is twelve to four. Gainesville leads it. Top of the ninth inning. Mapes looks in the pitch. Little flare out into right field, going foul down into the bullpen. If we'd had somebody warming up, the catcher would have caught that one. I sure would have. Warm up pitcher. The, the, the bullpen catcher would have. <laughs> and going back to Boyd, a great job by Coach mm-hmm. Owings to give him that standing ovation, yes, let sir. him come out there. Could have easily taken him out after his last at bat, mm-hmm. uh, but a good standing, little standing ovation for Boyd. Good who's job. Been Really a big part of this Gold Diggers team. and sure has. Being the catcher, one of the captains for sure. Mm-hmm. And he's been great. Finishes the year just under 333. No two pitch by Mapes to Jones. Here it is. Did he go? He says, no, he did not. He's bounced away from Logan. Yeah, I hate to disagree with our buddies up here in the booth, but I'm going to have to agree with the home plate or the first base umpire. It didn't look like yeah, uh, the batter um, – Excuse me, that's Seth Jones. I don't think he went. I think he kept it on his shoulder long enough. Still the one, one two. two pitch for Mapes now. Here it is. Trying to finish it off. 
Outside corner. <laughs> Just a bit outside. Two and two. That's all right. Lucky deuces now. Can't go wrong with those. Two balls, two strikes, two men out. Top of the ninth inning, trying to finish it off. Mapes looks in, gets his sign, the pitch. Outside, got away. Runners will move up 90 feet. So now you got another run, the potential fifth run, 90 feet away, and a 3-2 count on Seth Jones. Mapes goes back out after he retrieves the ball from Logan Murphy, the catcher. Sure, a lot of people wanting Mapes just throw Get a cookie right over the plate. <laughs> Get the strikeout, man, or throw it there and let the defense play. The payoff pitch. Walked him. <laughs> I'll tell you, this umpire sure does not want to go home. He doesn't care. So bases are loaded for Colby Camps. Colby threw her man at it. Number 32, Colby Camps. First a while ago to end the inning, and Camps comes up old for uh, no, he came, one. He came in. Yeah, he. I'm, I think he had a base hit. I think he's the one that – Broke up the potential mercy rule back in the seventh Okay. Inning. All right. So he's trying to do it again. Wouldn't be a mercy rule that he's breaking up if that ball drifts outside, but it would be uh, more runs tacked on if he can get a base hit down. Mapes, first pitch is way outside, 1-0 with the bases full of aviators. The 1-0 on the corner, 1-1. One Yep, got to get ahead if you're Mapes. There's nowhere to put Colby Camps. One ball, one strike. Two outs. And I jinxed us by saying we get done under three. We're right at the three-hour mark now. The pitch. High fly ball into That's deep trouble. right field. It's going to go all the way to the wall. You will have the Devalier will score. Salado will come in and score. Here comes Jones. He'll score, and that will make it 12-7. to seven. It's now a five-run game. And now you think about it for A.J. Parker, I'm sure he wishes he didn't have such a backwards night of giving up four runs and then settling down and having goose eggs the rest. Because if he didn't give up those four runs, it's an eight to seven ball game right now. Well, and Coach Carpenter's started to come out. Now Coach uh, got somebody down in the bullpen warming up. Coach uh, Owens is going down to speed that process up. Yeah, I think he's just going to check on it, make sure they know the situation right mm -hmm. now. It's a five-run lead. Justin Isaacson, the left fielder, comes up. Isaacson swung and a miss. Number 94 with a big cut right there. Trying to see who's warming up over there. The 0-1 pitch, here it is. High pop-up. First base side. Derek Baker's going to give it a look, but it'll be out of play. If I'm not mistaken, that might be Maddox Thornton, who was just up here for yeah, a large part of this earlier. thing. Yep. Maddox is down there. Yep. That is Maddox. And Cole verified. Maddox is down there throwing a little bit. And he switched out with Cole, who's up here mm -hmm. with us now. Open out the with 0 the 0-2 pitch. Here it comes. And hit him. Plunked him on the leg. And now he'll go on with a hit-by-pitch. So it's not a uh, good night for Matt Mapes. Not, not at all. And we're coming into this game... Mm. Uh, not much to really show for it. That one game, one inning. Um, looks like he needed more of a tune-up to be thrown into this ball game. And I didn't think it'd be that difficult, being up nine runs, and all of a sudden it's a five-run game. And looks like Carp's going to come out. Carp's going to come out, and I believe 
Yep, he's going to signal down there as Coach Owens, the skipper, was down there. And I think Maddox Thorne will be coming in. And as soon as he gets the ball, we will have a pitching change, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Murphy's Law says if something can go wrong, it will. Like your air conditioning going out on the hottest day yet. But Brooks Law says don't wait in the heat. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. And if your air stops working this summer, you have two choices. Wait a while until someone else can get there or call us anytime for fast service. So if you don't like to wait, especially in a hot house, remember to obey Brooks Law. Call us at 1-800-AC-REPAIR. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia comfortable. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for this. Make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Now back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson Field with Vic, Vic and Joe and Nathan back at the studio manning the controls. Another pitching change that they didn't want to make. Wound up being the one, two, three, four, fifth pitcher, Maddox Thornton, number 17. They worked a little last night, and he's in here tonight trying to finish this one off. I tell you what. Uh, you know, started out the inning great as Mapes got the first guy with a strikeout, then a home run, a walk, hit by pitch, then a fly ball for out number two, then a walk, a double, and a hit by pitch. So a strikeout, two walks, two hit by pitches, and finish up with three strikeouts, but the four free ones, as I call them, two walks and two hit by pitches. Yeah, a lot has transpired, a little bit of everything, and now Thornton's mm-hmm. trying to clean it up. Needs just one out. And it's funny, we just saw him not too long ago up here in the booth with us, helping out with the scoreboard and everything. Yep. And handed off to Mr. Monhall, who's with us. Number 34 comes to the plate. Sage O'Berry. Sage O'Berry played last night. O'Berry stands in. Number 34, Sage O'Berry. Looking at last night, O'Berry was 0 for 4, had three strikeouts. So interesting um, pitch hitting for Brandon Boggs. O'Berry, the left-hander. Stands in the pitch. Second pitch to him, strike two. So two quick ones by Cole Munhall. That's Maddox Thornton. No, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I'm giving Cole the credit. He's sitting up here beside me. Maddox Thornton <laughs> with two quick ones. Maddox looks in the 0-2 pitch. Here it is. Swung on a missed. Struck him out, and that'll end it. The Dole Diggers win. Number 17, 12-7 over the Aviators. We'll be back. With the totals right after this. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And, Charlie, I often hear you talk about aeration. I'm wondering, why is that so important for the lawn? Aeration relieves compaction in these heavy clay soils. It'll also let some roots grow. It just makes your lawn healthier and happier all year long. Please give us a call when you can at 770-536-7611 or kinggreen.com. Take care of it, folks, because they know what they're doing. Over 35 years locally owned and operated by this guy right here. Join your home team, the Gainesville Gold Diggers, for the assignment of Summer League Sun Belt League Baseball action. 
they take on the Brookhaven Bucks in the last games of the regular season before they get ready for the postseason as the Gold Diggers look to successfully defend their Sunbelt League championship. Come out to Ivy Watson Baseball Field for the excitement of Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champion, Gainesville Gold Diggers. 80, 85, 90, 95? No, that's not the temperature outside. That's inside your house if your AC dies. How well do you think you'll sleep that night? Hi, this is Brooke from Conditioned Air Systems, and if you want a good night's sleep all the time, call Conditioned Air Systems for a complete tune-up by one of our certified technicians. That way, when the temperature goes up, it will only be outside. Call 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. An essential part of the community, you can count on Riverside Pharmacy to be able to help take care of your health care needs. Your neighborhood pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy are experts in their field and they are always here to take care of all of your prescription needs. If you're sheltered in, they'll deliver your prescription to you. You can depend on Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson with a, another Gold Diggers win. They finished off the Aviators finally uh, as they come in and get the strike out there to end that rally as they were going there, Vic. Um, totals for tonight, seven runs, six hits, two errors, five men left on base for the Aviators. 12 runs, 8 hits, no errors, 9 men left on base. Another really great pitching performance by the Gold Diggers as they struck out 13 tonight, only walking 4, uh, two of those walks coming in the last inning. And a tough outing for Matt Mapes, but luckily Cole uh, or uh, Maddox Thornton able to come in and close the door right there at the end. Yeah, funky, funky game, I'll tell you that for sure. For the yeah. Aviators, nothing to hang their head on. They fought hard, they came back into this game, and only lost by five. They put up a four spot in the ninth inning. They never really were out of it. They almost were mercy ruled. Colby mm-hmm. Camps Twice. had that, <laughs> Yeah, Colby Camps had that base hit and just kept them alive. They kept fighting and, and fortunately for them they went through two pitchers, just two pitchers and, and gave up twelve runs exactly. and that's gonna be super helpful going forward this week with a full slate of games. As for the the Gold Diggers, they come out with the win, but they pitch four guys, oh, technically five guys, mm-hmm. um, obviously counting Thornton, who came in the end, and it looked like he had the easiest job in the world, just three straight pitches, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. That took care of Sage O'Berry, and uh, good for the Gold Diggers, unfortunately, only seeing them one more time here in uh, Ivy Watson, right? That's exactly right. One more home game. They'll uh, play here, uh, rain out makeup game, Monday, July the 17th versus the Brookhaven Bucks, and they'll see them again that Wednesday down at Brookhaven. Uh, follow the uh, action with the Gold Diggers next week. They go on the road uh, seven of the next eight games on the road for the Diggers. They've really got to buckle down and get this win streak going again. They'll play the Blues Monday and Wednesday on the road and then go down to Columbus for a huge series with the Chattahoots next Friday and Saturday. And then they'll have the Bucks home and away the following Monday and Wednesday and then last to close it out with a doubleheader on a Sunday uh, down at uh, the Chattahoochee, down at Golden Park again with a doubleheader on Sunday. So uh, follow the action. The Gold Diggers are 17-3 on the season. will remain in no less than a tie for first place with the uh, Chattahoochee and uh, barring the outcome of their game tonight. And for Vic um, Marseille, 
I said it wrong again, I'm it's sure. It's all right. Don't uh, worry about it. Thank you very much for being with us tonight, Vic. And, Mike, we miss you, but thanks, and I hope you had a great time celebrating your dad's birthday. For Vic, I'm Joe Gailey, and Nathan Laddie back at the uh, station producing for us. Now, you've been listening to Sunbelt League Baseball with the Gainesville Gold Diggers on 97.5 Glory FM. Glo- Good night, everyone. This has been Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champions, the Gainesville Gold Diggers. Today's game was brought to you by Conditioned Air Systems, Riverside Pharmacy, King Green, and the Gainesville Gold Diggers. Join us next time for the excitement of Summer League Baseball on your radio station for North Georgia Sports, 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. WGTJ.